It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Episode four of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Can't believe we're already at episode four. Time is flying. Jackson, Tim, welcome. Have you guys been uh how you been holding up over the past week? Good. Good. We locked in I locked in a place in DC. So Team Bear Sports Podcast will be officially in three different time zones in a couple weeks. Man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Tim, what have you been up to? Nothing, man. Just hanging out, just knowing that the summer's upon us and having to, you know, I'm almost having to count on my whole front hand on how many podcast episodes we have. Kind of gnarly, kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, uh, it's it's been difficult with all the, the newfound attention and all the new, you know, requests to be on people's podcasts and stuff. I'm getting to all your requests. Uh, you know, it's... The Team Bear Sports Podcast is just absolutely blowing up, so you guys got to just be patient with us, all right? But Man, let's I mean, get into it. I mean, I knew, I knew that that was going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to happen this soon. I mean, I'm sure this. I'm sure the list of people waiting to get on are just, you know, the cream of the crop, A-list, S-tier celebrities waiting to get on. But uh, yeah, for, for myself, real quick, I just I was like you last week, Tim. I was doing a lot of painting. We painted the garage, some real, Oof. you know, gnarly, uh, fun adult stuff. Um, I was actually able to, see, well, not see, but you know, there's a uh, a car show in the area that I live, and I mean, I totally get that people are into cars and it's a huge hobby, but like, I just don't see the appeal of. Uh- I was hundreds at a car show inside of people it. looking at you know what's, un- what's under the hood like it was it had to be over a thousand people in this area l- looking at cars that's, and just, that's uh, a lot of people hey I mean, damn can you run, rev your engine for me or what <laughs> what do you got like what do you got under the hood like that's this seems like a conversation I never want to have I felt I almost felt like pulling my Kia Optima up, up there and just seeing kind of Looks how like. many how many jean shorts and cutoff shirts did you see? Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't jean shirts and cutoffs. No, shorts, shorts. Jean shorts and cutoffs. It was actually a lot of families, which like I don't know, like if I was a I, kid, my dad dragged me along to go see a car show, I'd be like, take me the hell home, but see this hey. little Johnny? Screw your college fund. It's in this <laughs> it's in this car, right? I was at a car show on Friday. Right, I went up to Pollyanna's, the brewery in Roselle, and my mom wanted to go see the car show to see if a couple of her neighbor friends were there. And I'm like, "Why are we going to this thing?" So we, her and I, I was already a little half drunk anyway. But um, walking over, and you know, people they got their lawn chairs out, you know, hoods open, and people, and I don't know jack about cars, you know, they're talking, and I'm like, "Let's get out of here. This is weird." Yeah, like, I mean, some I, of the cars are very nice. I will say that they are very nice, and people do take really good care of them. Yeah, we the the first the first went they happened they're on Wednesdays. The first Wednesday that it happened, me and uh, my wife and my son just like went to go check it out to see you know something to do, 
and it you know we did it in five minutes just walked up and down said oh that's a cool car that's a cool car wow that's an yeah. old car that's a new car and then we went home that's but, a blue car that's a red car yeah wow all the colors of the rainbow but i just how you could spend seven hours or however long the however long it goes just sitting there well, waiting for people dudes that like wanted to get there earlier to set up shop like hey am oh, I gonna yeah. Get my spot? yeah get a good spot yeah you're at the end you're at the end you got a corner spot man you're good to go hey did you hear jerry's all the way down by the pizza place wow man yeah what he a threat he gets there at 3 p.m you got a primo spot i was at a car show god like maybe about 10 years ago united was doing a like a family event day and my dad was coordinating it and i was hung over as shit and you know i had to go um and my, one of my dad's guys that he supervises on the ramp, he does a lot of, like, like drag races, like, legal drag races. And he's got, like, this huge souped-up engine. And, and I had my back turned to it. I'm like, and my dad knows I'm hungover. And he goes to me, he goes, hey, crank that engine as loud as you can. I wasn't paying attention. I swear to God, I thought a cannon was shot at me. It was so loud. Didn't make my hangover any better, but yeah, car shows, I don't get it. I you know, feel it's... like every time I'm at a car show, I feel like the exact time like where like we go to like a club and like you're stuck DDing, but like everyone else is drunk as shit. Like that's the, that's the way I feel like at a, at a car show. Like if everyone else is enjoying the car show, like you know, at that club and you're just sitting there like what. The I mean, literally, like, I know some of the cars. I have no idea what years they are. You know, and people are like, this is a 1977 Roadster, whatever. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. It, it, it's, it's blue. That's cool. Yeah, and I guess I, I guess on the other hand, you know, like, if that group of people or whatever were to come and talk to me about, you know, whatever else that I'm interested in, like, hey, I can name all – I can name – over 200 League of Legends characters, and they're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> so I guess to, to each their own, I don't know, but... To I, be I fair to our listeners, I have no way, I can't list 200 cars or League of Legends character names, so that's okay. Oh, no, every, yeah, I agree, Kev. Everyone's got their own little thing. They got their niche. It's, they got their it's niche. nice that they can do it in a nice, supervised way, but, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll watch from afar, but then I'm just going to be like, yeah, like I said, after 10 minutes, 15, I need to get the hell yeah. out of here. Not, not yeah. an all-day affair. If you're going to no. do, if if you're if, if, if you're listening to this and you're kind of in the same boat as us, if you have to go or choose a car-type event, Demolition Derby is the way to go. That's I've been to multiple. They're fun. You don't need to know about the cars because they all end up in a scrap heap. Uh, the, the first time I went, I actually saw a car with a jet engine melt another car. So that that's was, awesome. See, that's, that's cool. Kinda, that's that's kinda ingenuity really, right there. Oh, yeah. Kevin, by the way, happy Father's Day. You had your first Father's Day. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, crazy how quick they came up. But it felt good. To, uh, you know, you know, I didn't receive any uh, ties or anything golf related. I, I guess I would appreciate something golf. But uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I got to hang out with my, uh, my fam. Got a little alone time. But uh, yeah. First Father's Day in the books. Now it's legit. The first eight months were, uh, I was still in uh, trial training. Runs. Yeah, trial runs. But now, now I'm, uh, you know, sworn in as a dad. So and happy Father's Day. That, do you see that story or how people are trying to make it about like like single moms in America are trying to like say like Father's Day they should be celebrated? 
Yeah, I feel like that's just just trying to stir the pot with anything. I feel like, like everyone's <laughs> got to have a day. Like, I mean, just like you have your day. Like, why yeah. Why do you have to have another day? I don't know. And I, f- I feel like Father's Day is like, you know, in, co- in comparison to the two between Mother's Day and Father's Day, Father's Day gets the short end of the stick. Like, Mother's oh, Day 100%, is like, 100%. Mimosa, like mimosa brunches and, you know, all this. And like like I said, it's a necktie. And like I a, am, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. For my mom to visit me in D.C. to go on Mother's Day. Because brunch in D.C. is already supposed to be insane. Mother's Day brunch in D.C.? I think there's going to be like fist fight at restaurants just to get a table. Hey, it's Father's Day. Here's some tools <laughs> so you can do more shit around <laughs> Hey, Dad. Oh, here's, some, here's some tools for you to cook us lunch. Hey, <laughs> to fix the grill. Here's that toilet seat that we wanted you to fix uh, a few yeah. months ago. Happy Father's hey, Day. We got you a bunch of brats and steaks for you to cook later. <laughs> I, I do got to give a shout out. My wife did a great job. She didn't. She did not go the old here's some tools route. Uh, so she did knock it out of the park there. But I know. I know for a fact that I gave my dad plenty of really awful Father's Day gifts. Like he he probably went golfing once every three years, and I gave him like golf things for the last like five Father's Days in a row. So I, sorry, I, sorry about that, Dad. I think I might have the worst gift ever for my dad. Um, this was Christmas, and it was two gifts, actually, and I, I screwed up both of them. Um, so for the longest time, my dad needed a new grill. And I forgot that him and I picked out a grill together, built the grill, <laughs> used the grill multiple times. So, you know, it's getting closer to Christmas, and my mom's like, would let me help you get something for dad for you know christmas and i was young so obviously she's gonna help like i was like a freshman in high school and i'm like i think he needs a new grill so we bought him a new grill Lee even grill. though even though he literally got what a the new hell grill. Is that? he literally got a new grill in earlier that summer and he goes, wow, this is such a nice grill. And then he, like, opened up the back door. And he goes, Jackson, do you remember putting this together with me? And I go, that's right. I did do that. <laughs> and then it gets better. I bought him this. grill while you grill. You can have two grills. You got the super grills. I bought him a Chicago Bears shirt. Super cool. It had, like a, like, a different type of logo on it. And he goes, this is a really nice T-shirt for a fat lady because it was like an XL for women's he noticed on it. I'm like, Oh man, he goes, that's okay. He goes, I always wanted two grills and a woman's large or a woman's extra large Chicago Bears shirt. <laughs> this all happened within a matter of like six minutes. So you mean, there you, you, go. Didn't, you didn't notice the script on the back that said bear mama on it or anything? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that 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 would have been even better. Like, a new rookie. <laughs> yeah, Bear ah. Mama. I think it was a seventh round draft pick. I don't know. For mama. Yeah. For mama. For Mama. Oh, I thought Bear Hot Bear Mom. <laughs> I think he's from Panama. I don't know. S- speaking of the Bears, we might as well get into talking about the Chicago Bears. Uh, so reports have come out that the McCaskies have put in a bid for Arlington race raceway or racetrack. Uh. So I just want to know, is do you, is this going to be a legitimate move for the Chicago Bears? Do you think that they're going to possibly move out of legendary classic Soldier Field to build a new piece of stadium or a new park in 
Arlington Heights. What do you guys think? So I did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jackson. So I did some research on this because I was bored today. So the Bears have the lease with. Now, for those who don't know, the Bears don't own Soldier Field. The city does. Um, and they have the lease till 2033. I personally think the Bears are Unless they rearrange a new agreement with the stadium and the Bears actually get the rights, like, I can see them... I don't think they'll actually move out unless something dramatic happens. But they're going to force the city's hand on this. Um, and the one thing that hurts the Bears case is that the NFL, there's an agreement that teams cannot break their lease with the stadium. Um, and that definitely hurts the Bears. And if they're up, again, they, they can't break their lease for another 12 years. You know, how quickly would the Bears want to get out of like Soldier Field? Does the NFL give the Bears a pass to actually break a lease? Absolutely. So, There's too much money on the table. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Bears are already one of the most profitable teams in the league, and they don't even own a stadium, right? So you got to factor in, okay, if they actually own the stadium, would they actually bring in more money? The Bears are like a huge money grab anyway. Uh, they don't act like it, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's going to come down to the city. I, I think you're you're right on the, on the spot here. I think it just it, it, it as much as I love Soldier Field and as much as I've had some awesome memories and yeah, I'm absolutely. Glad, I'm glad that I'm going again this year um, to Soldier Field and you know I've always I've been you know gone almost once once a year in my entire life, obviously barring last year, but it's time it's time that we get a stadium that's like feared in the nfl like you know i mean just living here yeah you know, like going like you would never think the arizona cardinals where i where i'm from now is like this intimidating stadium but you go in there it's loud it's a fun time like it's innovative too you can you can feel the crowd in there and don't get me wrong i've had some great times and i and, you, and great times yelling and screaming at soldier field but Man, we, I mean, what? You gotta have, don't we have like one of the lowest uh, attendance? It's like, six, it's like 68,000 or something like so that. So, no, it's, it's worse. It's worse. I looked it up today. Take, what do you think the, what do you think it is? Kevin, what, what do you think uh, your guess? Well, I guess my guess was 68,000. 68, okay. But, but you, said, um, you said lower, so I'm gonna get, go lower, so I'll say uh, 62,000. Tim, what do you think it is? I, yeah, I, I, couldn't even i didn't even think it was 60 i was gonna say like 59 or some crap well it's you guys like right in the middle uh 61,500 people that's it there are college football stadiums double that size almost let's get some bears fans in there be loud let, let, let's not have a stupid spaceship you know, um, yeah, it, and that's what screwed the, the stadium, it. That's what screwed it. Yeah, and it, it's a piece of shit anyway, in the sense of a field. Like, love it. It loved where we play. I'm not saying I'm not calling us. You know, or I mean, we can be piece of shit sometimes. But I'm, I, I love the Bears. That's why we have this podcast. But like, again, we have the shittiest actual field with the gar- the grass. There's two fucking bathrooms in the goddamn stadium. I mean, it, it's a, enough's enough. Like, let's get this state of the art thing. We we have the, we have this market cornered at being this huge city that has one team. It's a Bears town. 
Let's act like it. I mean, again, it just, it's and absolutely also, insane. Also, that- it is such a pain in the neck to get down there, too. Yeah. Like, whether you live in the city or close to the city, or if you live in the suburbs, well, it is a pain in the ass to get I down there. I saw some guy was like, well, you know, the, the Metro will be a huge thing. And, like, some guy was like, well, you could take the Metro to the Soldier Field now. I'm like, dude, you're not going to take the Metro and walk from there. I'm like, get the hell I've out done of here. it. I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that before. It's a pain in the ass, especially you, in, like, yeah. January. You yeah. can do it. It's not saying you can't do but it. It's, I'm just, it's, it's not even It's not even a, a good trip when you're in the city. Like, there's one time, I, like, when I saw you at the game, when Matt Forte's last game, where I stayed in Wrigleyville the night before, and it still took 35, 45 minutes to get down there. And that's and you're only six six miles away like, it was easier for me to get down Soldier Field when I lived in Oak Park. Uh, I mean, you wake up a little bit earlier and you call an Uber, so traffic isn't as bad. But once you get down there, like, it is so congested because, like, where Soldier Field's at on Lakeshore Drive, it is an island, right? Because you're kind of squeezed in between all the museums and then, um, what's that other building in the by the South End Zone? Um, McCormick Place? McCormick Place. There's not a lot of room. That's where usually we park. And, and then the other thing, too, is just like, let, let's say, again, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me, honestly. Obviously, I'd love to stay in the city, and I hope that this is a, a strong arm for the city to kind of bend and the NFL to help so that we could get state-of-the-art. But we need a Wrigleyville around Soldier Field. We need a place, and that's, yeah. where, the Arlington, that's where Arlington Heights is attractive because – they're not going to just build a stadium there. They're going to build an environment around their infrastructure where it's bars and hotels well, and all this, where it's 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 fun to be there in pregame and go after. I mean, can you imagine an awesome Sunday, you know, afternoon game and you don't have to be? Yeah, I'm like, well, oh man, the metro is going to be packed to get home from Arlington. Yes, it will, but like, just stay at the bars after then. You know, it's, like if you saw, I think it was on the Bears subreddit, someone like kind of took soldier field like the size of soldier field and like put it where the racetrack is now and the, there's so much space around there that you can oh, do so it's much huge. with it kevin it's huge you, i would love to be able to go to a game and then like a noon game and then afterwards like oh shit we don't want to go like home right away okay let's go watch the game so let's go watch sunday the night game or whatever right after at the bar and just get you know hammered after a loss or or a win yeah and it's gonna be it'll feel like I guess like it'll it's gonna be crowded regardless because you're gonna be put you're putting thousands upon thousands of people in one spot. But like if you have all that space, like it's it's gonna not feel as like packed to like a can of sardines when the people leave. Like they can go to different places, like you said. Like I'm sure it'll get built up to, you know. Yeah, and I think so much. Also, like we're forgetting, like obviously there's gonna be like logistical things that they need to do, right? You know, we, are not, um, we are not city planners, so we don't have. We that. are not a city planner. I don't planner. know zoning codes. I don't know yeah. ordinances. I don't know any. Of no that. idea. Uh, yeah. No. God forbid. It, our zoning plans would look horrendous. <laughs> um, but like, you, it would be a job creator because you're going to have to probably lay down another me- some type of metro line or connecting metro line from, let's say, like Rockford or Joliet or Peoria. To get to Arlington Heights, right? Because, like, yeah, Bear fans, like we've said before, have tra- are they're great at traveling, and you know those towns have connecting lines that go to Chicago, 
right? They don't go to the suburbs. They don't go that far north. So, like, yeah, you, you'd have people working. You can definitely, I, I agree with, like, with Tim, like, what you see a lot of, like, baseball parks doing is, like, building a town around the stadium with, you know, shops and bars and restaurants and hotels. Like, they could definitely put, like, a hotel or two up there. And the, the, the train stop for Arlington Heights is right there. It's right next to the stadium. Um, so, yeah. Too much money on the table. Too much money on the table to like, not do this. And you can also, dreams, like, you don't you think, like, the, you don't think, like, surrounding cities, like, I know, like, Schaumburg, you can get on the bus to go to Wrigleyville, or to Wrigley Field. You don't think they would have buses to go to Arlington Heights? Absolutely. Which is they'll figure it out. Away. Yeah, they'll figure it out. If and you build it, people will come, whether it's in yeah, Chicago, I mean, whether it's in Arlington Heights, it'll be packed. We just want, again, I would love for it to stay in Chicago. It's still going to be. The Chicago Bears anyway. I mean, everyone from Arlington Heights says they're from Chicago anyway. Like, just yeah. get, it, it, get it to be an intimidating stadium. State. Yeah, get it to be an intimidating stadium. Yeah. Dallas plays in Arlington. San Francisco uh-huh. plays in Santa Clara. Yeah. Santa that, Clara, that's like 50 miles away. Anyone who argues that is just trying to troll on the internet. Like, that's yeah. all it is. And, and honestly, dude, just like literally, it's too much money on the table. Let's have like a stadium and amount of fans <sighs> – where you can get loud and just a fun time in there, and then and and make it to an area where, like I said, where it's a Wrigleyville or it's some, you know something like that, where people are gonna go there and party, like even when stay. we're not even when we're not in season, and then right. also you know make it good enough where free agents are gonna come and a Super Bowl can be hosted in Chicago. I mean, there's just too many. Yeah, and like good. we need we need we can't forget like Arlington Heights is a really good town, right? It's easy to get to. You're, you know, like, it's not like you're going to be, like, afraid to go to Arlington Heights or anything. Like, come on. Yeah, you get those, like, you get those, you know, people who just hear the word Chicago or hear the city of Chicago. And they're like, oh, you know, like, yeah. I can't go down there. I can't step foot in Chicago. It's such a bad area. But so just think, think about the players. Like, how many of the players live in actually downtown Chicago? Probably not many. How, mo- how many of them are going to live in Arlington Heights or the surrounding areas out there? 100%. Plenty. Yeah, especially so if you're an older player. If you're an so older the, player, so the, yeah. The, yeah, if you're a younger guy, you might want to, you know, live downtown or whatever. But you know, if you got them to get to the airport to get to go to away games. And for sure. And I mean, it's just it's just. Oh, you're closer. Think, you're closer to O'Hare. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Think about it. Yeah. Think about a, a schedule we got like this year, where we have a, a Sunday game and then we play on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Right? They got to get right on. You know, I don't know if they take a bus. And or like, plane and here's the thing. Chance, like, but, if you wanted people to come in, let's say they're flying into like Chicago. You don't think they're going to make another line, like some type of like a blue line or whatever, to go to Arlington Heights, like a direct shot to get to this. Like the, the, the transportation that they could like build this out around is endless. And they're going to have to do it, right? Because like if I'm a Bears fan and I live in Champaign or Peoria or Carbondale or wherever, like it's already a pain in the ass to get down there or I mean up to Soldier Field. You know, with parking, but like, wouldn't it make it be a little bit easier if you got on a train? The train stops off at this brand new stadium, and then you got right back home. You can, you know, you go, you can, after the game, you catch your your ride back home, right? For sure, for sure. So I've got a couple of things just because I feel like I'm in a different, uh, I guess, category as Bears fans as being one who has never been to a game at Soldier Field. So like, which is a I, sin. 
It we, is a sin, but let's 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 seriously like I because when I I do want to fly back for a Bears game, but I'm I'm terrified to look at prices. So I really don't have like an, any emotional attachment other than watching the Bears play at Soldier Field and all that. So like, you know, I'm and, and hearing the horror stories that you guys have the two bathrooms, the I was I could obviously see clear as day that it looks like a spaceship has landed on top of you know some Roman pillars, but uh, bathtub. So I guess a couple of things that I, I think of when I think of the Bears moving, and I, I think that eventually it'll happen. It, it might not be with this bid or whatever, but, you know, it, it's going to happen eventually, I think. I think they're going to eventually move out of Soldier Field. Um, but I just think that I personally I prefer stadiums that are like how you guys were describing, that are easy to get to. You can get in and out of with a lot of accommodations because, like, you know, just going to – I know going to Wrigley Field before they built it up, it was such like a – hectic pain in the ass to do you know i know that but in the ass when i went i was i couldn't go into bars so like it wasn't mm-hmm. even really fun but like i like the idea of you know tailgating and not having to be crammed and just like being pressured and having the option to go and go to restaurants or you know a nice bar or things like that um so i definitely think that with that area would be great for the bears and, the, and just as a money maker um and i also think that the thing that I feel like most like meatball football heads are thinking are like, oh, it's, you know, bear weather, like, oh, it's tradition. You got to play by the lake. The wind plays a factor, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think fans care, but especially players, they do not care about tradition. And, you know, well, yeah, like and you, you touch on this beautifully, beautifully last week, right? I mean, no, it was our first the, podcast. It was our first okay. one. Okay, but that the, the players don't like you, like you've said, Kev, like these players don't care about. The monsters in the midway, like Justin Fields, doesn't care about that. Like he yeah. doesn't. I, I mean, I think I think it's a little. You do when you when you put when the hat good. on. Yeah. Yeah. When you're when you're consistent. You put the hat on when you put the helmet on and stuff. You start learning about it and stuff. But you're right. Like these, that's not why free agents are going to come here. They're not going to come for our past. They're going to come for the last four or five years of what the franchise has done. I feel yeah. I feel like or the where players. It's going. I feel like the players who like like are all about bear weather, blah blah blah. Like I feel like it's nostalgia. Like they're not playing anymore. They they've been out of the league for a few years. Like I'm sure when they were playing, they much they might would have much rather played in a huge, nice stadium with a dome and just like you know. But I get I get what you're saying. Like you know, maybe a few years out or whever. That, is that, that on the table? Is that, what do we feel about? I mean, I've heard yeah, let's, let's a, a, a dome, a retractable dome. I, I would, open. I would like a retractable or I would like a retractable or dome just because I, I think that it'd be cool to use if the bears could use this new possible new stadium for, to host a super bowl or to host like, you I know, so. final four, there's, final there's, four yeah. would bring in more money. Yeah, Final Four, any of those yeah. like big large events that they can't host at Soldier Field, I think that's such a huge like missed opportunity if they don't do that. Like, and I get it. Like, makes it so that you know the the nostalgia people could have their cake and eat it too, right? You yeah, could, you, you could open it up on December. I mean, I don't know why you would. Well, at that point, like, here's here's the thing. I I don't think the Bears should ever be an indoor team. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you play in the NFC North. I I'll 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 be a little you know. Meatball. Parmesan cheese coming up. Oh, give me a big one, baby. Um, Yeah, put some marinara on that thing. But, like, I do think football should be played outside. Right. And, you know, if the Packers are going to play outside and a lot of teams in the North are going to play outside, you know, the Steelers, the 
um, the Browns, the Bengals, like cold weather teams play outside. You know, look at the Lions and you look at the Vikings. Well, they suck and they play indoors. Like, I do think, though, you can have a tractable roof for, like, events or a Super Bowl. A Chicago Super Bowl would be great. But you have you can't have a Super Bowl unless you have the minimum of 75,000 people in your stadium. Now, when they had in New York uh, eight years ago, they got super lucky that it was like 45 degrees out and wasn't raining or snowing or anything. But chances are, Chicago in February, you know, you're going to have freezing rain or snow or God knows what else. Like, you want to be prepared. You don't want to be the Super Bowl that people are like, on an ice rink plane. So you have that option available for yeah. big time games. You don't want if Patrick Mahomes is playing in it, you don't want him you know, you don't want tearing his knee up because there's yeah. it's wet or whatever. Yeah, or like, hey, I'm sorry, you're on a hockey rink trying to play a football game. Like that wouldn't look good at all. Like you have it available. Um but if it, if it's a playoff game or a regular season game? No, you keep it open. Like, I'm sorry because like if Miami was coming here in like the second to last week of the season, the Bears needed to win. You're damn right. I hope it's snowing and it's 20 below. Like, yeah, yeah, no. And I do think weather sometimes does play a part, especially for like Southern teams. So if you had a, if you had a, if you were, you know, if you were. Uh... Chance the snapper, and you were you were in charge of the Bears, and you got to put the new. If you got to, if we're in charge of a new stadium. Where where are you putting it? Are you keeping it in Chicago? Are you moving it out out? I guess we are all in agreement that it's going to be, you know, holding seventy five plus thousand, so we can host the Super Bowl and do all that. But are you for leaving Chicago, or if you if they had the option to? that it wouldn't happen, but if they were able to like knock down soldier field and rebuild it on the lakefront, would you rather do that? I, I, this is a, I, I, maybe not a good radio answer, but I honestly, honestly, am. I mean, we got I guess we're going to the stadium right now. Someone's on the train. (laughs) Choo choo. Yeah. My window's open. Um, I, I, yeah, well, hold on. I gotta catch this really quick. I'm sorry. I gotta leave. My trains. I gotta get going. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to pick up my headphones. I thought it was. I thought it was in my house that the train was going by. Oh man. Um, freaking. I. I it's. I mean, it's a bad answer, but I, in the sense of, it, it's not really a take. But really, honestly, just either one that's gonna give me what I want, and that's a better stadium with better amenities and a better outside of the stadium, and like a, you know a better culture around and infrastructure on the stadium. You can if you can do that in Chicago, do it. If you can do, if you can't, do it in Arlington Heights. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if ideally if you had if you could do it in both places, I think you would have to keep it in Chicago. But yeah. I, 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 I'm going to disagree. It, I, yeah, I, I, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It, it, you don't have the room. Uh, you don't have the room. You know, they're already expanding. Like they're already adding like the Southwest side is, or the South South side is already growing with like population and stuff. And I know they want to add the Obama library and that's going to take up space. Like the bears don't have any room to go except really soldier field. And 
no way the city would allow them to tear it down to rebuild it again. The Bears, where are the Bears going to have to play then? They're not going to go back to Champaign for two or three years. That's going to be awful. Like, it's easier to just go out to Arlington Heights, build it up like they did with, like, Wrigley, and make it, like, a family-friendly area. It sucks. I mean, I love Soldier Field. I'll always love Soldier And you can always keep Soldier Field the way it is for, like, concerts or I know the fire play there. Like, that's fine. Let them have a stadium with 60-plus thousand people or a concert that's going to hold 60-plus thousand people. But to tear it down, I think you're also losing money because the fire won't have anywhere to play, and then you won't have summertime concerts at all. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, ideally, if they built it, like, 15 minutes from my house, that'd be great, but I know that's not an yeah. option. Yeah, But uh, uh, So just real quick, do you think... In the next 10 years, the Bears will be playing outside of Soldier Field. 10 years? Yes. Well, I guess whenever the, the lease ends. I'm going to say 10 years, yeah. I, I would not be surprised that the Bears are granted permission from the NFL to the, break yeah, the lease. I think the NFL will do it for them. I think it's yeah. just it's it, it just it, everything's shaping up that way. Like, wait a minute, the Bears might have a quarterback? Oh, wait a minute, we're actually going to have a, a cool new stadium? Like, you know, everything's coming up Millhouse right now, and I'm all for it. Yeah, and it's like with all these new stadiums being built, they're they're not building just like a piece of crap with like bleachers. No. But, but it's got a lot of heart, you know, but it's, you know, it's got a lot of character. They're building, you know, basically hotels that you can watch football in. So, like, I, they have to go that direction. It's just it's the way the NFL is. It's the way sports are in general. Like, any stadiums that are being built. I think, like, yeah. like the the Warriors are building a new arena. All the soccer stadiums in Europe are all that, that are being built that are new are crazy. You know what's funny? Like, before the Bears moved to Soldier Field, the most games ever played in the NFL was at Wrigley Field, right? Because the Bears were at Wrigley Field for 50 years. And then they play another 45 at Soldier Field. And it's just like, it's not like this is a team that's bounced around from stadium to stadium. Like, they are there for decades, and I think it's time to, like, upgrade. Like, no one is going to be, like, I don't see any team staying at a current stadium for 50-plus years like the Bears did with, with Wrigley or another 50 years with Soldier Field. I just don't see that happening. You know, and and, well, and then the Packers will never leave because you have all those owners that have to agree. Yeah, and they have the second, like, right now, Soldier Field is still the longest, uh, still the oldest stadium, and then Lambeau is the second. I, I can't believe that those, if, do you know any Packers fans who, who are uh, owners of the Green Bay Packers that got, that paid, like, hundreds of dollars for a piece of paper? Yes. I think I know one or two. Well, you got scammed. If you're listening to this, you got scammed, you paid hundreds of dollars for a piece of computer paper that they put a little bit of ink and maybe a gold sticker on it but it makes you feel better i would hate to see their draft night parties be like we should have had a vote i've seen plenty i've seen plenty of like shirts that says like partial owner of the green bay packers they're just like oh uh, the packer fans i know on twitter they make sure they they have that in their headline like owner nfl owner i'm like (laughs) dude you're 24 and you sit at on the couch all day. You're not an NFL owner. Well, how come? Uh, how come you still aren't drafting uh, weapons for Aaron Rodgers if you're part yeah. owner? Yeah, uh, exactly. 
Uh, well, speaking well, of headlines, that, uh, I think Kev, you have on here that there was a headline that Tom Brady almost signed with the Bears. Yeah, it was an article that came out that I guess Tom Brady gave an interview saying that he was close to signing with the Bears, and like and that just got me thinking, like if Tom Brady did happen to sign with the Bears last year instead of us getting Nick Foles, do, do you think that makes any difference in the Bears' outcome of the season? Well, I. I I thought about it and I thought, you know what, obviously I think we probably have a better record than we did last year. So we go to the playoffs. I mean, we went to the playoffs with, you know, Foles and Trubisky, but I still think that doesn't put us over the hump um, because of the offensive line, not being good enough that, I mean, Tom Brady doesn't, doesn't change anything about what the first half of the season was like, where it was, you know, musical chairs with this offensive line. And then if you think about it and you, and you got that, we don't have that cohesive unit. We, we probably go into that same game saints or anything in the NFC and probably don't go far. Does Tom Brady sign again? Okay. So if he signed again, are we in cap hell even more this year? Now we have our future sealed shut. I, as much as I would love a, loved a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, I don't think that would have happened. And I think that we're better off being with Fields right now with the future. Yeah, I think that we don't. Well, it's kind of, you know, if you would have asked me, you know, 10 months ago that would you be happy that the Bears didn't sign Tom Brady? I'd probably be like, what are you talking about? Why would, why would I be happy if we didn't sign Tom Brady? Just with like how it's shaping up with, possibly Justin Fields. I don't want to get ahead of, you know, ourselves by hyping up Fields too much, but I just think we're in a better spot than if he would have signed Brady. I th- I'm i agreeing with you that I think that Brady probably maybe gets up. We probably don't get in as like the consolation playoff spot. We probably get like an actual legit playoff spot if he's our quarterback, win a few extra games and then maybe win one game and then probably losing in the second round of the playoffs. I just think that, Brady in Tampa Bay was just like a perfect spot. It's just a better situation, better pieces, better defense. Did we that, get Gronk and Antonio Brown with Brady and, and the Bears? Do we do we get those two guys? Absolutely, and that's yeah. where the argument I was going to make. I think completely opposite of you two. I think he puts us in that situation where you could be in an NFC title game. Because like going into the season, it was always like, well, the Bears defense can help Mitch Trubisky win. Well, if you sub out a Foles or a Trubisky with Tom Brady, you don't think – that offense is going to, like, block their ass off for Tom Brady. Like, you're going to let Jesus take a sack? You're insane. Well, I mean, then we would have like, gotten him he, before. We would have gotten him before. He holds, uh, he holds teammates to such a higher standard, like, because he, because of who he is. Like, he could walk into our room with all his rings and be like, I'm better than you. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. You're probably not. You should listen to me. I think you do get certain free agents come out. I, I think you get Gronk instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Gronk wasn't terrible once he got his legs got back. Garoppolo? Jimmy Graham. Or Graham, Graham, Graham. Well, and then do we do we not even draft Komet? We probably would we have no, traded up for like a I think they straight up for offensive line. I, still, I think they still would have drafted like Komet because like the league is so heavy focused on tight ends nowadays. Um but, yeah, I think that defense definitely – I think there were times last year where that defense was just like, oh, God, we got to go back yes. out here again. Yes. And they're bad. at least – how about this? Do we do we beat the Packers with Tom Brady? At least once. once. 
once. once. I, I say once, and it still isn't pretty. But, I mean, and, like, Tampa, like, wasn't necessarily the best. Now, here's the thing that separates Tampa from us. Because their defense going into the last season, you said the Bears' defense had a better defense. It's Bruce Arians over Matt Nagy. Could have been head coach of the Chicago that Bears. Was, that was my note. I said Nagy and Brady would have been hilarious to watch because do you think that he would have been dealing with that bullshit of like, you know, like if, if there's not – if if you know, we clearly need to run the ball and we're not going to run the ball like this, is Tom Brady going to just like – you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel yeah. like Arians – was way more willing to give Brady the keys, and I don't see Nagy doing that. Well, Arians was willing to let him run the show, but, like, Arians wasn't afraid also to, like, call out Brady's bullshit, right? Got and it. I think there was also that trust trust with him because, like, Brady realized, like, okay, Bruce knows his shit. If, yeah, definitely mutual respect. Like, Brady, yeah, Brady doesn't do that with Nagy. Yeah, I think that's the opposite though, because Nagy won't in a in the press. Yeah, I, I don't. He's not. He's not doing Bruce Arian stuff and calling him out. He's just gonna play it like passive aggressive bullshit. Like, yeah, or he or he'll throw under on other players under the bus not to piss off Tom. Like I think it's not the talent on the field. I think the Bears would have struggled with. I think it would have been the coaching staff. Because like, are you really good? Like, if you're gonna critique Brady you better have the biggest balls in the room and you better know what you're saying, right? Like Bruce Arians knows how to win. He's been to the playoffs multiple times. Like, even though he never got the Cardinals over the hump, the Cardinals were always competitive with Bruce Arians. Matt Nagy is like, wow, you've been to the playoffs once and you double doinked it. Um, Like does Tom Brady really listen to this, to this guy. Like, I think that's what have really, that's that's the biggest issue, but I think he plays off like he knows everything. Where Bruce, Aaron, right, and, like you said, he knows his stuff, but he let Tom struggle at the beginning to be like, "Hey, are you going to listen to me now?" You know, yeah, and there thing. there was that one game where Tom played awful, and Arians wasn't afraid to like be like, "Yeah, Tom sucked today," and yeah. like it was probably something Tom hasn't heard in a long time, and it probably forced him to like I mean you heard it a lot from Belichick but just not at the media. Not personal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not never on a Monday morning press conference. I mean it was personal. It wasn't on the media. Yeah. I mean, sure, Bill was probably ripping No, Bill news. and that's the thing people don't give credit to Bill Belichick cuz Bill Belichick protects his players like no other. He protects other players. There's always that it's always an RNFL quote about him talking about like some dog shit player like who's oh he's very good you know blah blah, blah. like yeah he he never throws a player under the bus it's always we or as a team we got to get better as because he can make bad players good players yeah and he knows what real talent is to win yeah, but yeah I, I think that's that's the biggest issue is brady getting along with Nagy and the rest of the staff that's that's where the heads would have bought that would have been hilarious to watch oh, 100%. oh yeah this bald guy going against this Guy who never fucking loses. Yeah, come on. And then, I, like, it, and it, what if, like, we had some games like we did, and then, like, the, the like, there would have not been, like, a whole season of, like, oh, Nagy's not going to call the plays anymore. Like, dude, after, like, two, three weeks of that, Tom would have been, like, you're not calling the plays. <laughs> well, also, it was weird. So, in the article, there's – he chose the three teams were Tampa, San I don't Diego. Think, I don't think the Bears were even close. He even I think they Diego. were. I think they were, and because if you read the article, he hints he hints at two things. 
the three teams that he would have wanted were San Diego, or I'm sorry, the Chargers. I keep wanting to call them San Diego Chargers. That's another topic for another day. But you're not, but you're not, you're not taking apart a, a fact that his he has his son like in son New that, York. Yes, and he okay. Like so it's said, an hour. He, he didn't. He didn't want an to be hour and a half flight. An hour and a half flight from Chicago to New York City. Right, that's a five-hour, six-hour flight from San Diego to New York. Hey, I mean, Brandon Marshall was able to do a radio show in New York every uh, Monday or whatever it was. So, and he, he yeah, on his off day, on yeah. his off day, yeah. So, I mean, and then he also said he got quoted and saying like that team decided to choose that motherfucker. That, I don't think that was the Bears. That was not. That was not the Bears. Who was that? Who else do you think he could have been? If it, if the Bears were in his top three. Who else? Like, if oh, was, you think he's talking about Foles? Foles or Foles, Foles or Mitch? Yeah, I don't absolutely. think so. I, I, because, why would you? Why because would you the Chargers, say, the Chargers were the Chargers' jobs. Mother, if it was anyone, it was Foles. They would say motherfucker too because he hates Foles. And, and, and Trubisky, like, wasn't like. Why would you call Mitch like a motherfucker? Like he, he's a puppy. Like you know, what I mean, like no one's afraid. He's, but of he's him. a mouth breather. You're gonna choose a mouth breather. Over Tom Brady, they, they chose Foles. They chose not to start the season. Not to start the season. They, but because they had to. Trust me, Nagy. Won, as soon, dude. As soon so as, as, as soon as he could have. If you were still Tom Brady, and they were like, "Hey, Tom, sorry, we're still going to roll with Mitch," you would, and you knew the Bears were your top two or three teams because you know Chicago is a quick flight to New York City. You wouldn't call Mitch Trubisky a motherfucker. I don't mind. I, I, I think I think yeah. I mean, Kevin, it's the Chicago Bears. We we I draft think, people who jump out of the pool. One, I don't think it was. It, I, don't, I don't think we were close. I don't. I've heard too. He didn't want to play in a cold weather and blah blah blah. There's and all that, that. Sorry, yeah. yeah. There's that. And but also, I if he was that if that mother if that was a motherfucker kind uh, a comment that was not towards Mitch. That was towards Foles, if at all, or that was towards uh, Garoppolo. I think. I mean, San or San Francisco wasn't even in his top four. I think he maybe. I don't know. I I think that the Bears, if Tom Brady said, "Hey, if you want me, you can have me," I don't think the Bears are stupid enough to say, oh, "Okay, they'll find a way." Because they, I mean, they weren't afraid to give lots of money to Nick Foles. And we were so going to give what, like four picks for Russell Wilson? Like, come on. Yeah. But that was that was this year. There wasn't. I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't. It won't surprise me because the Bears. I I feel like that's the one gripe you have. Like I mean, I have a lot of gripes. Who am I kidding? With um, uh, Pace. But if Pace likes a guy, he sticks to that guy. We all know that. And he and the guy he likes was Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles over Tom Brady. You think that you think Ryan Pace is such a bad GM and, and such a I mean like, I could see him just I could see the argument being like, well, Tom, like Mitch is what, twenty-six years old, twenty-five years old, you're forty-one, forty years old. Like how many more how many how many years stupid. I don't think I think and I think he does some stupid shit and he has done some stupid shit, but there's no way he's that dumb. I think absolutely one hundred percent. If Tom Brady comes in the room and says, 
Come get me. I think I think we we do because Nagy how many years, was already Nagy wanted a quarterback. He has always wanted just a quarterback. Like there it is. There's your guy. I'm but that's the thing. That's the thing. Nagy can't develop Tom Brady. Doesn't right. Have to. But that Nagy wants so to much easier then. I know. You need to develop someone who doesn't. Because they're going to clash. That's the thing. They're going to clash. Well, and then you you can't. You can't oh Nagy my! Can't even... then, then you then you as the GM, if, if you got if you got Matt Nagy double doink whatever coming into your office saying, "Hey, I don't want to work with this guy." Okay, bye. <laughs> You're gone. Get your ass out of town. But would it surprise you with this organization? That I I 100% disagree with you. I think that there's no way. I think that absolutely there was talks. We talked to him, and he didn't choose us because I think we would have moved heaven and earth. And if you were a team that wasn't going to move heaven and earth for Tom Brady and you needed a quarterback, you're stupid. You're dumb. Yeah, and you can't even, like, give the argument of, like, well, you know, he's he, uh, Tom Brady isn't the mobile quarterback that Nagy's looking for because they just went out and signed Nick Foles. So you can't yeah, make like, no, a yeah, dumb argument yeah, like that. No, yeah, don't don't, take, that don't take my original answer of us thinking and thinking, I again, I just think that the Bears just didn't have it to go to the Super Bowl last year and just the town and stuff. And I don't think that we had the cap and all this to get a Gronk and Antonio Brown and all this. And, you know, just like, I don't think, you know, I just don't think it would have all clicked. I think we would have obviously been better. I just think that we might have ended up losing somewhere down the line in the playoffs and, and then been like, okay, now's the year, whatever kind of thing. But we, I mean, I think it just really, I think it just really comes down to coaching because like Tampa did not play well for that first half or for that first six weeks of the season. Right. The bears found a way to beat Tom Brady. Um, because he forgot what down it was, but, um, like after that game, they got their shit together, and like, I think that just comes down to Bruce Arian just being a very good coach. And going back to Kevin, what he says, it's like, damn, remember when Bruce Arian did not get the job interview because they gave it to Mark fucking Tressman? <laughs> like, so this is like, to be fair, and, this and is not wanted, a good and team. He wanted to be the, on the Bears. He's he's the, he's been on he's he's been he on. He wanted to come here. Yeah. yeah he so he this is a, this is not an organization. Arizona, and like, to be fair, this is not an organization that does not see, like, they get too flashy. They they stick to their guys. And I'll give them props. Like, they're extremely loyal to their people, and they're loyal to a fault. Foles wasn't our guy. That's the thing. And they, and, but it was Nagy. But Nagy had a relationship with Foles. That's the thing. He had he a relationship. He get fired, dude, because that's Well, this ridiculous. is this is make. <laughs> This is his make-or-break year, if we think about it, depending on when field starts and if there's development. All right. Let's talk about the other, se- other side of town. Let's talk about the north side, south side. Well, first, Tim, I we got bear news. Oh, we'll, wait a minute. Oh. Bear alert, bear alert, bear, bear alert, bear alert. So, apparently this has been happening a lot, uh, not just in this area of the country, but... Bear attacks have gone up. This happened in the Smoky Mountains earlier this week. A young lady was attacked, and I guess the bear cut up her hands and parts of her head. Um, Her and her family were out camping in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Was the bear smoking? 
I wish that'd be awesome. Just a bear like smoking a cigarette, like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Bear, bears are not smoking cigs. They're smoking big old stogies. Yeah. No possible way a bear smoking a cigarette out of a little long plastic tube. No, it's a so stove. He bear walked in their campsite. Now, first of all, I would never do this, whether they're bears or not. And it sounds like the girl is going to be fine. So that's thank God. Must have been a baby bear. It was a black bear, so not as big as the the polar or brown, but they were sleeping on hammocks outside, not in tents or in an RV, but in hammocks. I don't know. I, like, I wait, 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 not like napping, like not like oh, I'm gonna take a twenty minute nap outside. Like oh, they it's were sleeping time. outside at nighttime in hammocks. You're asking for it. I mean, that's 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 in and, the manual. You, and like you know. I read the report. I read the report, and they did do like how you're supposed to like get rid of your food accordingly because like you have to. But they did not. They're sleeping in hammocks. I feel like if you're a bear just moseying on over, and all of a sudden you get hit by a human being because you don't know what this thing is, and like the trees, like they're gonna react. I don't know. Hey, but, hey, guys, uh, make sure that you uh, throw your food away. We don't want to get attacked by a bear, but make sure that you rub the salmon on you before you sleep in your hammocks tonight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, honey? you're not even going to go to tent. You're just going to be in a hammock. It sounds like they were the ones smoking. Smoking some dope is what they were doing. Because, hey, goddamn. Hey, kids, make sure you put all this honey on you, too. Yeah. I mean, like, and you know. We did I everything mean, that, right. We put the trash away. That bear is probably just like, these guys are going to sleep in hammocks. Like, that's a napping. And hammocks are for napping. You're going to just be. Not, not for, I don't sleep in a hammock for nine hours or seven hours or however long you sleep. Yeah, how, how, do you, how do you fall asleep at night in a hammock and like yeah. not wake up and want to like, just like, like, how do you wake up and just not think that your back is just absolutely done? Yeah, the long-term back damage might be worse than the bear attack in that case. Plus, like, what happens if, like, I, like I'm a person who moves a lot. Like, I don't want to fall out and land on the hard ground. I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that the bear didn't, like, maul them to death because he probably just thought it was, like, too easy. He's like, I don't want to work for my food. I don't want to just, like, get this, you know, you know uh, equal equal to, like, a fast and, like, food when you're in a hammock, like, meal. Hammocks, hammocks aren't that big, like... You're literally just oh, like. I mean, oh, she's got to be stick skinny. He probably was just like, wow. I mean, if you're gonna sleep at night in a hammock, I mean, you gotta have zero percent body fat. I mean, you gotta just be. Well, it sounds like she'll be okay. Um, so that's good. But it's definitely some scary stuff. And don't sleep in a hammock at night. Yeah, so that bear. That bear doesn't that's, want. That's that's our bear alert for the week. Yeah, that bear doesn't want skinny mini sleeping in a. a... A hammock. He wants like a a big boy who needs a Tempur Pedic in order. <laughs> ma- like he's in an air mattress. He can't get up, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a better meal there. <laughs> give me a give me a big kid on an air mattress, but it's kind of hard to get up from. <laughs> Think about if you ever realize when you sleep on an air mattress and like you're hungover or you're still drunk, it is kind of hard to get out of. Now imagine. You're a heavy set person trying to get off an air mattress and a bear's there. I mean, that's that's like a that's a buffet. <laughs> All right, Tim. What were you saying about the north and south side? So north and south side, um, we I, you know let, let's start with the the socks. The socks kind of uh, they're they're into some into some 
struggling today. What's going, what's going on with that, Kev? I mean, Houston Astros coming in town and yikes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm glad they played early today and won because if they would have lost today or they would have been playing as we were doing the podcast, I could have came on and said they haven't won since I last attended the game. So that would have been bad for me and I would have been probably in a much worse mood uh, about the White Sox. But I don't know. There's a couple of things that I'm kind of thinking about. I think that, one, the White Sox always play the West, the AL West, terribly. Like, whether it's the A's or the Rangers, whatever it is, no matter what year, they always play the AL West horribly. Um, But it does make me nervous. I know I came on last week and said that, you know, I was worried about the Sox beating good competition because they were able to beat the Rays and kind of, you know, made me feel better about that. But you know, to get in 4-0 swept by a possible, you know, World Series contending team, even though they are a bunch of dirty, rotten cheaters, uh, doesn't make me feel too good. And then going in to play Pittsburgh, where I'm like, oh, yeah, finally, okay, we, we'll get that out of our system. We'll go, we'll take t- uh, take these games from Pittsburgh. We lose the first one, and not only lose, but lose pretty big. I, I'm not feeling too good about the White Sox right now. I think that this team needs the All-Star break. I know it's not until, you know, a couple more weeks, but... I just think that with all these injuries and the bullpen not performing, I don't know. I think that the Sox are going to probably make a couple of moves before the trade deadline if things don't change. I think they were they were looking at, uh, you would know this guy, Tim, Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks to replace mm-hmm. Madrigal because da- yeah, Danny I mean, Mendick is a good— Get anybody, have any Diamondback can get traded right now, get them out of there. I mean, what, hell, God damn, what, 23, 24 road games lost in a row? Like— yeah, they, get those get get those guys out of there. Yeah, they they are looking for a move out of that uh, humidor, if that's still a thing out there. Um, I don't know. I I just think that the the Sox are. I I think I'm I think I'm back on the, uh, train of they are probably going to not fare well against better competition as long as these guys are injured, and their bullpen is you know still stinking up the joint. I think they'll still do pretty well against uh, bad competition. Um, and I don't know. I Whatever it is about Garrett Crochet, who came in last year and decided to, you know, be like that big, big fastball throwing, hitting 100 lefty that was just getting everyone out. He sucks right now. I don't know what it is, but it just – overall, I'm not feeling very confident about the uh, Sox. The one positive thing I'll say about the Sox on a decline is – with Yerman, your mean, uh, struggling right now, I think that it might be a little bit of a blessing in disguise uh, because him struggling kind of makes the Sox decision in the in the long run easier if they don't have to try and keep him or you know think about keeping him. If he just kind of continue to struggle, I think that's just easy that they get rid of him or send him down to the minors and then we can promote someone else to DH or when Eloy comes back, he can be the DH. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think I think the Sox. They're still gonna. They're still a postseason team. They'll probably still win the division. But you know, at, at this point, when the Sox were up, I think it was four or five games up on the Indians. I thought like, oh, this could be the chance that they pull away. But now that they're hanging in there, thank you guys for taking one game from the Indians. So it wasn't a, a one game uh, game difference. But I don't know. I, I I'm uh I'm kind of looking forward to see what the Sox do. But I'm. Right now, I'm not. I'm not feeling very hopeful. I think they need the All Star break. They need to kind of relax, 
you know, take a few days off to recover and hopefully get these guys back from injury. Yeah, that's still three and a half weeks away. <laughs> it, it, it's got to be nice. It's, I mean, it's it's crazy because you go into this season at the American League, and what do you look at yourself and you go, okay, for the Sox, like, what? Who are we gonna run into? We're gonna run into the Rays and maybe like the Yankees, right? And you, you like remember Houston, but like everyone like writes them off because of like you know the whole scandal and stuff. But and then you go in and you and you win that series against the Rays and feeling good about yourself. Oh, feeling then, so good. And then you're just like, holy shit! Like, are, like our rotation took a huge dip. Like, are we like hitting a skid, or are the Astros just good? And I, I think I think it's. Bull. I yeah, mean, I like Kevin, like you can't complain too much because your record is forty-four and thirty. Like yeah, that's yeah. a solid record. The problem is, like, there's a lot of good teams in the AL East right now, like there are in the NL West, where it's just like you you veer off. To, you 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 might have to keep pace with the NL uh, AL East teams because, like, if something were to happen to the White Sox and let's say Cleveland goes on a run. Um, you don't want to be in that one game wild card, or you could be having like 93, 92 wins, and you don't even get to go to the wild card game because, let's say, Toronto or the Yankees or the Red Sox are in that wild card spot. Like that—that's the problem in the NL right now. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think too. I know you're saying like the Astros are kind of been, you know, kind of. Un- under the radar or and not really under the radar, but like you kind of forget about them. But the A's is too, the A's as well. Like they're a team that, yeah. you know, any, any AL West team, I do not want to face. If we have to face them in a, either in a one game series or in a playoff series, like anytime they play an AL West, team, I just get super nervous because they have not had a good track record. Look, look at the beginning of the season against the angels and the Mariners. I know that well, was the first couple of weeks, but you know, it just, what's, about the legend, what's the legendary thing? White Sox in Oakland is like a death sentence. Oh god! It's every time they go out west uh, to the Coliseum, it's just like they're either going to get swept or they're going to lose three or four or two or three. I don't, I don't know what it is. They could, the A's could be god awful, but they're going to lose that series. It's a tough place to play too. It's not a hitter's park either. Yeah, so ho- hopefully we can you know figure it out. They did get the win today. You know that that made me feel better, even though it was the Pirates. But you know sometimes you just need that win to kind of right. get you back on track. So hopefully, I, I think that they're. I don't know if it was a two-game series. I, had to I, I think you, I think you, I think you need another bullpen piece. Like I think the one thing that's hurt the White Sox is, I mean, obviously your bats have been a little cold the past couple of weeks, and Houston can do that to people. But um, I think you need another bullpen piece. I think that's the part of the team that's been lacking the most. Yeah, I think that my uh, kind of free agent um, kind of outlook from last episode is kind of leaning in the way that I kind of predicted where if they were up big, that they might just kind of settle with a bullpen piece that they need to get because they need to get that regardless. But if it's going to be a close, they need to get the bullpen piece and to get a bat as well, which it looks like they could be possibly doing looking at for, uh, second baseman. Yeah. Either Escobar or I've heard you know the, the shortstop, not shortstop, the second baseman from Pittsburgh, Newman or uh, Frazier, I think his name is Frazier. Mm-hmm. So some, some second baseman will most likely make their way to the Sox, along with probably another bullpen piece. But that's enough of me uh, complaining about the White Sox for now. Hopefully they can get it back on track. Uh, what are what are the Cubs been up to? I know that they they stole, not stole one, but took one of two from the Indians. So where, where are the Cubs at right now? 
Hitting a skid, hitting a skid with their with their offense. Bullpen's still doing what they can and doing and, and being lights out with the you know the uh, um, one two three punch with Chafin, Tapera, and um, Kimbrel. But we just got to get the bats hot again, and and I think we'll we'll get back. I mean, it's nice to hit this skid, and then we have the Brewers and the Cardinals losing. So yeah, that they yeah. I don't know how the Brewers will like. You would have asked me a week or two ago. We talked about like you look at the Brewers' schedule for the next three weeks, and it's like Rockies, Diamondbacks, Pirates, Reds, and you're like, oh, we can't. Yeah, what, you, four on the Dodgers this week. And... Yeah, we have four on the Dodgers, and then we play the Brewers, and then the Reds all on the road. So that that's gonna be tough. Um, but the Brewers not capitalizing on the Cubs' struggles has been a life. <laughs> it's been a lifesaver. Um, because that's that was our time to strike. You know, you, the Cubs are eleven and ten this month, which I think, if you had told me like they'll be eleven and ten this month, like I would take because like how many times they're going to have to go out west, um, or four game series with the Mets. Even though, like we played the Mets and the Mets were getting hot, so we knew that was going to be an issue. Um, obviously, losing two out of three from the Mar the Marlins really hurt. Like, they just got their ass kicked on Friday and Saturday. Um, so, I, I, you know, it happens. It, it's it's baseball. You know, you look at the – and Cub fans, let's be honest, even though we won a World Series, people don't act like we're still a good team or, like, they still – Cub fans get neurotic. Like, the only time the Cubs had a losing record in 2016 was in July where they were, like, 11 and 14. And you look at this month – and if you were to tell a Cub fan, look at the schedule, that we're going to be 11 and 10, yeah, I would still take it. If they split in Los Angeles, I think that's a win. Right? Well, you split. And the pitching lineup actually kind of favors the, the Cubs to split. So they're going to face Bueller on Thursday and then Kershaw on Sunday. And then I forget who they're facing on Friday. And they're facing Uramez, or, uh, what, or what's his name? Um, Urias, or... Urias, yeah, or, well, yeah, whatever his fucking Uries name is. or something like that. Yeah, on Saturday. So you're like... The glasses. Yes, yeah. So you're like, okay, so you're facing their four and five on Friday and Saturday. Bueller, they've beaten. They roughed up Kershaw earlier in May. You know, if it would have been Kershaw, Bueller, and Brower... Um, that would have been tough. But the pitching matchups that were just released about two hours ago, like, are not that bad. The problem is the Cubs pitching outside of Kyle Hendricks um, has been pretty shitty. Tim, anything to add on the uh, on the Cubs? I mean, nothing, man. I'm going to stay the course on them. I don't want to overreact too much, but I think obviously an, an all-star break will, will will do well. I think the bats, at least, you know, getting our top guys back into it will help as well. But I cannot, I cannot feel and and put any panic button down when it, when this team is basically, if we can get six innings from our pitching, pitching and we have more runs than they do. Game's we'll over. Game. Yeah, yeah we'll game's game. over. I, I, I just, I, I you know, I would have killed for that in in 2019. You know, so like I I don't I can't I can't put the panic panic button down yet. I think we're yeah, and okay. like I I definitely I, I am a little nervous. Like since it is getting hotter out here, 
Um, and the ball travels at Wrigley when it's hot. We all know that. I don't want them to rely on the home run ball like they've done in the past. They were so good in May when they were, you know, hitting for average, moving runners, playing that small ball. They were still hitting home runs, but they weren't relying on it. And I don't want them to go back to that mentality where it's like, well, it's hot now. Let's let's jack the ball up. Because, one, if you're face starting, facing starting, like good starting pitching from the other team, like they're going to capitalize on that and they're going to get high strikeouts, which the Cubs are prone to do. And the Cubs starting pitching is just not built right now to be in those games um, and because they're not going long. And you don't want to, like, overuse your bullpen. So, like, they have to get that lead. You have to get six innings out of your guys, maybe five or five and two thirds, let's say, and then you win the game. Like the keep this the formula the same. Like I definitely think if they're still in first place in mid July, they're going to make a move for like a solid two or three. Yeah, I think that just both teams kind of need the All Star break. All teams need the All Star break, but I feel like definitely in Chicago, just kind of like a nice little relaxing. We'll get away to get the players back on track. We'll, we'll do them good. And hopefully all those things that are, you know, bothering the Cubs and the Sox and kind of, you know, hopefully get fixed when they get on track. But uh, so speak, speaking of the all-star game and all-star break, uh, who are your picks, pick or picks from the Cubs that you think will make the all-star game and one player that you think possibly might get snubbed and deserves to get in, but they won't? Only Cubs? Yeah, just anyone on the anyone oh, on the Cubs. Oh, I, I had my note for someone I think is going to get snubbed. Oh, you could, oh, you can throw that in there too. Okay, uh, so I mean, I think All Star wise, I mean, really, I think the one lock for the Cubs, as you would say, I'm sure, uh, Jackson is is Bryant. I think Bryant's yeah, hundred percent in, and then maybe I, I mean, obviously, the Cubs are going to get if they're a first place team, they're going to get players. They're going to get three or four players. So, I mean, we'll get that. We'll get some arms. We'll get some bullpen arms on there. You know, Kimbrell, some of that will get a nod. But other than that, I mean, the one guy I have in the National League, as I was looking at the National League, the one guy that should be in there, who I, I like, I obviously, you know, you, as a shortstop, you give it to Tatis. But I don't think that Baez needs to be number two. I think that Brandon Crawford's going to get snubbed on the Giants. And the guy's having a great year. And I think that guy's going to get snubbed because of how many votes Baez is going to get. That's where the fan vote is kind of like fan votes cool. But then again, like it's the dumb. Fan vote, it's so it's stupid. Like, so stupid. It's dumb. Yeah. I mean, I, Crawford I will probably get a percentage point. I think like Crawford. Like, I think Crawford. He's got like, oh, he's got, he's, he's got like a 900 OPS. No, here right now he's fourth. It doesn't matter. You got to remember if he's not a starter managers pick who will get who gets into like players and managers have that set. At that point, like it's just everyone. I, I mean, I think Baez is still, still an all star. Oh, like the Cubs, just... like I think the Cubs are going to get four people in. They should. I don't know. I, I maybe that's just a sore subject for me because then I'm just like, at the, at, the, at what point is it just not even an all star game if it's fans? Well, the and the then issue is like all, the this. issue. The issue is every team needs to have a representative at the all star game. Right, like, so, like, you take away, and I get, like, everyone wants to see their all-star play. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, like, you want to see whoever play or whatever team's in last place, but that does take someone's spot who probably deserves to be an all-star. I don't want to see that. I want to see 
people hit some dangers is what I want to see. So, so that's I, all I need. I think KB, obviously, he's going to be the starter for third base. Like, no one's going to catch him in votes. I think Baez is going to be an all-star. I think Kimbrell is going to be an all-star. I wouldn't be surprised if Wilson Contreras is an all-star. Like, these are, these are people who are constantly all-stars, and you know, like, that's what fans want to see, and managers and players know that. My biggest snub, if you're a Cub player, I think it's Ryan, and it's just given the spot that he's in the bullpen, it's Ryan Tapera. Like, as good as Kimbrell has been, Tapera's been the bullpen pitcher of the month. He's going to get snubbed, and that's because setup man hardly get all-star game appearances. I remember in 2008, Carlos Marmol for the Cubs was able to get in to the all-star game because he was so dominant, but Tapera's been lights out. Yeah, I can see that, especially with, like, relievers, too. Like, I think that's where, like you were saying, when, with people who get who whose team aren't very good, they get, I feel like they pull from the relievers, like, oh, we got, we got to get someone from the Rockies on here. Just grab someone out of the bullpen. You know, obviously, I know they have Trevor Story and all that, but he's been hurt. But just the teams that have been bad, I feel like they're just like, yeah, just grab someone out of the bullpen. We'll make them an all-star. Well, they, well, they'll make, like, a second baseman. Yeah, or someone that's like, you know. I, I will say this. I think Kyle Hendricks has been snubbed for so many years, and, like, the All-Star game is all about how well you did the, those first two months, and his first month sucked, but he has been lights out. Lights out. He's won eight, and I get, like, I totally understand. Wins in baseball are arbitrary, but he's won eight, eight, eight in a row. He's the NL wins leader right now at 10. Um, he should have been an All-Star multiple times before. I think he might. he's going to be snubbed just because of one bad month. Yeah, so so for me, for my guaranteed pick, there's probably going to be a couple, but I just picked one that I think this is the most obvious. Will be it's going to be Rondon. He's been the best pitcher on the staff. He's probably been the best, mm-hmm. most consistent player uh, as a White Sox. Um, so he'll definitely be on the team. I, I don't know who. I'm trying to think of who might be the starters for both of the uh, divisions. I think Abreu, but Abreu will get in probably. I feel like I don't he's think a household name that that helps too. I mean, for the fan vote, maybe, but I just the way he's he's been playing, he's I don't know. I, I don't think he'll he won't. I don't think he'll get in just based off of my own kind of like negative thoughts on how Brady's been playing. Just holding him to that high standard from last year. He's gonna have a, he's gonna have a good week this week. He's playing me in fantasy, so oh. he, he'll he'll go uh, off. Even though it's against you, I hope it happens so we can get some some dubs around here. Um, my snub for the Sox, I think it's going to be Moncada. He's like, he's the fourth best third baseman in major league baseball. According to the a quick stat lookup that I did. Um, the only thing is that the three ahead of him are it Bregman, is, Ramirez, yeah. Endeavors, all three in the American that's, league. That's, that's, that's hard. That's yeah, hard. That's, that's stacked. Yeah. Third base, it, and third baseman is not that stacked in the national league. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was a couple of years ago and now it's really no longer it's become more first base. Yeah, it's stacked, and their their three household names were like any kind of like one who any person who watches baseball, kind of you know semi regularly probably know those names at least maybe Bregman and Ramirez maybe not Devers but I think Mankata gets snubbed I think that uh, Grandal might get snubbed I think he could be an All Star especially the way he's been batting recently but I just think that you got to put him in with his crazy like stat lines of like you know, 900 uh, OPS with all of his walks and, you know, takes like that. So 
and, and I'm just trying to think of like other American League catchers. Like I feel like catchers are just, you know, a dime a dozen. They're all just kind of like batting 250, probably have like 20 something RBIs, things like that. So there's a lot of buck 80 guys that just had, that hit homers. That's like it. So yeah. So I, he 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 might get snubbed. I don't know if they'll put like if Gary Sanchez will get voted in or Vasquez from Boston or whoever. But um, Moncada is my biggest snub. I think with Rondon. I think we'll definitely get get put in. But uh, I know you're talking about bias for you guys possibly making the All-Star game. That, got, that has me thinking about the Cubs' upcoming kind of contract situation they got going on. So out of like the four big names that are going to be coming up in the next few years, I know that Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez are all up this year, I believe, correct? And Contreras. Yeah. Contreras, Contreras is next year. Contreras Contr- is next year. Yeah, Contreras has an extra year. So if you're in the GM, situ- GM spot, out of those four players, who are you keeping? Who are you getting rid of if you are in charge of the Cubs? Who? Oh. Who, who, who I think we're going to get rid of and keep or who I, who I would keep? Who you would. Who you would. Because you never I, with the... I, I think we'll – I mean, I guess I'll answer both. I, I think we'll end up keeping Baez, but I, I think that what we should do is try to see if we can ink Bryant and Contreras, and then, unfortunately, you know, as much as I, Rizzo's, Rizzo's my, one of my favorite players, but I think, you know, base, you know, telling and having and moving on from Baez is probably the way to go, not because I dislike him, um, but just because I think that age is going to hurt him the most, uh, where he doesn't have this talent to rely on, Um and now we have this, you know, Alcantara, who's like, oh, this guy's serviceable. He can sub in. Then you have Ed Howard, who we just drafted. You know, it's just like shortstop we have. You know, I would love to see, you know, Alcantara come in. And then, like, Brennan Davis and Nico be, like, these new speedy guys. And Nico can also play shortstop, too. So, like, I just think that not Baez for the fact that I don't like him or how it's in – you know, because he can be electric when he wants to be. It's just more so of what the team needs right now. And Bryant being this guy who can come in and have, you know, a, a consistent, awesome bat, one of the best bats you've ever seen as a Cub, and then can play third base, can go and play outfield, can go and do these things that you, you can't. I mean, it's it's for me, it's Bryant. He's the best He's the best player, I, you know, probably the best Cub I've seen with my eyes. So, I mean, you got you to gotta do whatever you can to keep him. Yeah, they're not going to keep Bryant. I know they won't. I know they won't. <laughs> it's not just that, like, and obviously it makes sense because Brian, money. it's Scott Boris. Scott Boris's players never sign second second contracts with their with their teams. They never, they never do. Like Baez, also we forget can play any position in the infield. So if you give up a Rizzo, which Rizzo like. It's not like he's like vastly declined. It's just like if you couldn't reach an agreement with Rizzo this offseason, you're not going to reach it. Yeah, and like that's disappointing because like he's taken deals and cuts before when he probably deserved to get paid a lot more. Um, I think you do need to ink Wilson Contreras because it's so hard to get a great catcher, and like you're fooling yourself if you don't think he's like the top two catcher in the league, right? Like. Fuck Yachty. Like, he needs to retire. So, like, the crown is Wilson Contreras. Um, But, like, Bryant, like, and that's the thing. If the Cubs tank 
till this last month and then in July, you know, like it's easier to sell Bryant to, to get those trade picks. I, I definitely think Bryant, if you let him walk, you don't, you don't get anything in return. Like that's the thing. And like, if you're Jed Hoyer, you're pissed because the Cubs have lived up the expectations and you can't really sell these assets yet. Unless, like, they do a completely ballsy thing and just completely tank as a first-place team. Not, like, purposely lose, but, like, they just sell people so they can get draft picks and prospects back. Whereas you're going to get the most right now for Kimbrell and Bryant. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. A closer and a guy who can play anywhere in, or two spots in the infield in any outfield position. Yeah, Chris Bryant can play five positions really well. I mean, he... He made a diving catch the other day in center field. Um, but, like, Cub fans will riot if they trade everybody as a first-place team. And I, and I think, obviously, you sign Baez because he can also play first eventually. He can play third base. He can play second. He can play short. The only thing is, obviously, like, you, you know, to like, the way it was looking the first you know month of this team you thought you were going to get nothing for all of them and now i mean think about it if those guys are playing well you're going to win games right i mean so but like, they, even if they yeah. weren't playing well even if they weren't playing well like sometimes i i think when a player is traded to a new team like it's a definitely like a resurgence in that player like we saw that with like cole hamels oh, oh yeah but i'm saying like think about like you know, Bryant was not going to fetch what he could fetch now the first month of the season. He was not looking no, good like, at all. I definitely think Bryant still probably – he could have some hang-up because he wasn't on the on the roster in 2015, right? They didn't bring him up for those first 15 games, and it cost him a year of arbitration. But, like, does Boris hang that over the Cubs? You know, damn well he will. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm trying to think if I was – I guess I'll kind of give my – my take and it's not an easy do. spot to be in it's... no no i think i think if it was if it was me running the cubs i think that i would keep i would try and my best to keep bryant just because he, he's the best player uh realistically i don't think that's going to happen but i think i would if i'm going to try and keep it realistically i think i would probably keep Baez and Contreras and trade bryant because i think you're going to get the most most for him at this point like you're not going to get any more i think not if you try and keep him or anything like that he's at his highest trade point now um and Rizzo I think yeah like you said he, they've tried to you know do contract talks with them they haven't agreed on anything he's the oldest out of the bunch first base is a position that you can you know kind of put put anyone there and get hopefully someone reliable so I think that he'll probably be on to a different team I mean the problem is he's so good at first base yeah yeah <laughs> like not just as an offensive weapon, but like as a defender, he he might be one of the best defending first baseman of all time. Yeah, I mean, like I think that's the thing about Rizzo. That yeah, sucks. I think if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to like plan for the future, Rizzo is obviously the one who's the old the oldest. So like right. he doesn't make the most sense for the future. So I think and what the Cubs will do. What I think. And you know what the sad is, thing is, the Cubs have the money to realistically sign all four of these players. Not with Hayward's contract, but yeah. I mean, they do. And, like, that's the thing. Like, they're so afraid of the salary, t- like, the, the tax hit. Fuck it. Like, the Cubs make, they print money. They are the third most profitable team, third or fourth most profitable team in baseball. Like, 
they can afford this. I'm sure that last year not having fans in the stands and all they that. Still made it, they still were in the oh, red. I know, I know. Only just... one team in baseball last year was in the black. Everyone else still made money. Because they, like, and now, like, you, I've heard beer prices at Wrigley are, like, 12 bucks now. And, like, I think you do owe it to the fans to try to win another title. So, like, it's going to suck when the band breaks up next year, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't, I, I think Baez is your best chance because I think he's going to be more negotiable just because his agent isn't Scott Boris. Yeah, I think it'll be Baez and Contreras stay, Bryant and Rizzo go. It's the, honestly, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think you're going to trade Rizzo at the deadline like you might Bryant, but, you know. Yeah, I, Bryant, Bryant makes more of a return yeah, uh, with but, trade picks and Rizzo, just because where Bryant can play. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, we got, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Uh, no, uh, where, where are we? Over at, uh. uh just got the national stories, news, or any rants that you want want to talk about. Some things that we have written down be we got the NBA playoffs going on. You have your your uh, Phoenix Suns versus the LA Clippers, <laughs> and they got the uh, Milwaukee Bucks versus the Atlanta Hawks. I know we're not you know super big NBA people, but you know kind of makes sense to talk about it a little bit. I mean, we do have wife is all about the Suns. She's having, she's rallying the Valley. She's got the Valley fever, so I've been watching the Suns games and. Man, uh, Aiden campaign showing up, you know, the it, it's a lot Valley of fun. I, 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 it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I really do hope that it's Suns Bucks. I really hope that that's the, the final. I think. Oh, I've been, final. I've been cheering for Milwaukee. I think it's time for Giannis to be the star that he is. I mean, he's already been a back to back MVP, but like. I want to see Milwaukee win it. I can't believe I'm cheering for a Milwaukee team or a, a Wisconsin team. But, like, them beating the New York, uh, the Brooklyn Nets was great. That was a great game on Saturday. Um, KD, KD just ran out of gas. Like, Oh, yeah. He was exhausted. Well, and he won that game, but he just, like, what, a half an inch? If, his, if he was a size 14 instead of a size 15, probably, yep. they win that game. Like, that's what it came down to, a shoe size. Um, and, like, some people are talking shit of, like, oh, how he airballed it. Like, he was exhausted. He had nothing left in his body. <laughs> he, did uh, the, he did the same thing minutes before, and he made it. So it's Yeah, and, like... That entire overtime was such trash. Like, I think only six points were scored in that entire overtime because both teams were drained. Like, they were exhausted. Like, they went all out. It was a great game. Um, I, last time I looked, Milwaukee was up. Um, but Dude, I, the one thing that worries me about the Bucks is, like, it's they coast. Time, they coast. And th- I agree. I think it is the Suns' time. Suns four, dude. I, I, dude, that guy is awesome. Um, I'm, just, I'm just excited that it's not. Bucks just yeah, Bucks lost. Talks. They lost. Okay, I'm not surprised because the one thing I have against the Bucks is that they coast. They, Trae they... Young had 48. Damn, the, the he, Hawks he, are a fun team. That's the for one sure. thing. The one thing I will give props to Trey Young, he knows when to be the villain. Right, like he is understood. Like I'm gonna wear the black hair, man. I mean, it was weird, and we was in college too. 
Yeah, I think just because he's like such like a small dude, like small dude. Oh, he's trying to be Steph Curry, and that's kind of his whole like mo when he came in. Like, oh, he's just basically you know a worse version of Steph Curry, who you know he didn't really get a shot to really make a run in the playoffs until this year. So, I'm I'm just excited that it's not a LeBron team, it's not the Warriors. You know, it's just like a fresh set of teams. I guess minus the Clippers because they've been in it the past few years. And but even the still, Bucks, like the Clippers are still a low market team compared exactly. to exactly. Yeah. So these are just, four. So fun fact: Trey Young's forty-eight points ties LeBron James and Kobe Bryant for the most points scored in a postseason game in NBA history before twenty before turning twenty-three years old. Dude, it's it's the power of the Migos. I think Quavo goes every game. He's giving him the power. Is he? Are they really? That's yeah. awesome. He's he's been on. Uh, he's been on. What do you call it? Uh, first take. He was talking to Stephen A. and Max about you know the Hawks and all that, but I don't. Know. I I feel like the bigger story is I know that it's it's you know the NBA is this. I think the ratings are actually down for the playoffs, but like just as like a casual NBA fan, it's nice to watch these new teams and new stars come up and possibly yeah. you know take a shot at the championship. But I mean, the, it's the ratings are down last year too. I mean, I I don't I don't want to see. I mean, as you got a guy like me who I mean obviously I'm going to watch because you know it's a local team in the Suns, but like I would, I would, I think, you know, obviously we're not doing this podcast today. I would tune into that Hawks bucks game just because I, as a neutral, I like seeing teams I haven't seen before. Yeah. We don't I, yeah I was, I, I've been watching the bucks. They're, they're pretty fun to watch. Yeah, they coast like, though. They, yeah, Lakers, they don't. like Lakers and warriors. Okay. We've seen that or heat and uh, you know, Raptors or just like teams that we've seen so many times. It's like, Oh, it gets you get sick of it. I will say this: I, I do feel like the Spurs got a pass though on people, because like they are the best low market team, because probably. Pop and Tim Duncan. I mean, right, and like they like they are the best low market yeah, not, franchise not like in any coverage. sport. Right, they they don't play in New York, they don't play in Chicago or Los Angeles. Like they're in San Antonio. It's not even Dallas or Houston. Um, but yeah, like. They were fun to watch because they beat the shit out of you. Like, not just on the... Like, they physically beat you up. Um, Definitely a throwback. And, like, obviously if it's Boston, Los Angeles, like, yeah, people are going to watch that. Because those are the two great rivals, but... Yeah, and, like, and with the, just going on the Spurs real quick, just... The, the headlines on like ESPN and all that isn't about like Tim Duncan went to, you know, this football game where Le- with like LeBron, you know, if he is going to a football game or he's out in the news, he's the, he's the headline. So it's like, yeah, why wasn't, why wasn't LeBron, why can't LeBron play for the Browns or the Bengals? Exactly. Like you yeah. had the playoffs every year. Tim Duncan, do you know who his favorite football team is? The Bears. The Bears. Oh, if we're on the if we're on the NBA, it would be a bad pie, a podcast this week if we don't talk about Ben Simmons. So, Jesus. oh man, <laughs> my friends, my friends in Philly right now, I think there's no one they want to see more like in trouble with their life than Ben Simmons. Like, talk about, like he missed what ten free throws the other day. It's not even that. I mean, when you're you're wide open, you're underneath the hoop. Just I mean, dunk it. That guy looks like me playing basketball, dude. Just so unconfident that, like, that's how I would play if I was in the NBA. Like, I would not shoot the ball at all. I'd be so it, terrified to shoot. It's I not like he's a bad player overall. He's just, just terrified to shoot. I mean, yeah. Be, you cannot be terrified to that, shoot, dude. You're a number one seed team. Like, the, 
the Sixers had been building for years, and like he was so much a part of this blueprint. A and number, then a number one pick on a number one seed team. Yeah, and like I mean, Joel Embiid played his ass off that entire series. He's got to he be really just. Did. Just hating his hating Ben Simmons he with threw, he threw him under the bus in that in that interview at the end of the game. Basically said that that was the turning point. I mean, dude, I would be walking in the office and be like, "Hey, man, I like the guy, but I'm you know you, you look for another team." Did you see if, if, there was guy, a if, my if I'm Joel Embiid, just like look, I'm looking for another team. If you're gonna keep this guy on the team, there was a uh, there was an angle video of the camera just on Joel Embiid when Simmons pass it instead of just dunking it or laying it up and you just see him like go up and down and like he's like holding his head like like so awkwardly like it it's almost like the wind just came out of him like do you think like, he what ever, just happened like obviously he'll like leave or go i don't know how because i don't think how you trade a guy with like max money that you know whatever but he'll eventually not be in philly right i mean how i don't see right. how i think that relationship is just so soured now based off of this that he's they're they're looking to shop him right now yeah I, so although it's whether it's sucks. peanuts or not it's i mean he's max but like like what like like i'm saying like even if he goes to somewhere else like with that kind of mentality like let, let's see he becomes a shooter and all that whatever but like is he ever going to be good? Like, can you ever be good with that? With that, like, can you? Basically, I'm saying, like, can you get over that? He he can't. He can do that, but he can't be one of the top two guys on a team. He can't. No, he, can't, he has to be a role. Yeah, he can't be the all-star player that he wants to be, but have the same mentality. You know, like that. There is. Or just even if he's like a top scorer in a game, like he, when it comes to the fourth quarter, he's just gonna get small, like yeah. kind of thing. It, it, I don't know what, like, you can't, you can have those guys on your team who can, like, get you into the playoffs, like, during the regular season, but, like. I think that's what he is. I mean, he was an all, like and that's the thing. Ben Simmons has been an all-star. 20s, 25, or something like that. So, let's say that, 25. He's 24. Like, he's 24. Okay, so you, but can't, that's, can you teach that to a 25-year-old man? Like, that, that hunger of, like, wanting to. No, I think like, it's, I think born with something it. done. I, th- I think. I think that you can show flashes of it or like you could like maybe not have it, but show glimpses or flashes of it. But there have been nothing with him. It's, you know, it's the, either the, you have it or you don't by this point in your life. It's not like you're 12 he's, years old this is, and, yeah. he's and been you're, in the league. you're coming into your, into your own and all this. He's been in the league, Tim, since 2016. He's a three-time all-star. He's made the all-star team three years in a row. Uh, he's a two-time NBA All-Defensive Team back-to-back years from 2020 to 21. NBA Rookie in NBA Rookie of the Year in 2018. Oh yeah, because I forgot he had like that. I just didn't know again, not knowing too much about recent basketball, but one, I just did not know that he was that big. Like I did not know he's six eleven. Oh yeah, he's huge. Like I'm like, dude, he's got all the talent and everything. Like and just like the body and everything. Like you would, I I could understand all the hype that was on him at the beginning. But but like, but how many times in sports do we value someone just because like their size, and then like we realize like, okay, maybe this guy doesn't work hard. They don't have, or they don't have that killer, or they're not smart. Like, shit. Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks like a like a. you walk, You looked at his pro date, and it's like, who's this guy they pull off the street? He looks but like he the worked, dud. He, he worked harder than anybody, and he was smarter than everybody, and he just, adapted his game. Like, Just look at the Oakland Raiders franchise, like, drafting for yeah. speed, side. Like, you know, it doesn't always work out, but 
But like, can they? Can you pass a test? Uh, we'll see. And I'm not saying that basketball is anywhere easier than any other sport. But I'm saying, like, just comparing this to basketball, or I'm sorry, just let's just compare this to the two other sports we talked about: baseball and football. Let's say you're a quarterback who's having trouble passing, right? Or you know, passing over 20 yards. Or if you're if you're a freaking um, ba- you're a baseball player and you can't hit a fastball, think about it. To, to go and practice that. You can't even go and practice that by yourself. Like for for football, you can go. What are you gonna go throw footballs by yourself? You have to go in. You have to find like defenders and this and all that. You, I mean, and then for baseball, you yes, you can get a pitching machine and stuff, but you gotta like get live work and you gotta yeah, be see the there ball for, come out of their yeah. hand and see the ball. Whereas basketball, yes, yes, it's different from shooting in a gym by yourself versus like shooting with a defender in your face. But like you theoretically, I mean, like all these dudes, these million dollars, they have gyms in their in their houses, like. Dude, shoot thousands of baskets a day. Like, what are you doing? Well, I, I think that's. I think like, to be fair, as much as he drives me insane with his game, but like, you know, LeBron is not just like he's a physical specimen, but he's also smarter than anyone on the on the on the court, right? Like, I never seen LeBron have like a mental lapse in a game because he didn't know how many timeouts he had left, or like what the possession arrow would be, or like whose turn it would be on a jump ball. Like, and I think that, like, the, the intelligence factor or, like, that, that court savviness is so underlooked because it's so hard to measure in, like, any sport. Like, how, how mature a person is or how they're going to handle a game seven to advance to a next round. And, obviously, I mean, Ben Simmons lost to, like, he got his ass kicked by a backup point guard. He got yeah. owned. Well, I just think, remember, like, they were kind of – like not to this extreme when LeBron was in the finals against the Mavericks with the heat his first year, I believe. And they were saying how, how like, Oh, he doesn't have that killer instinct, but he was still, he, he still took more than zero shots in the fourth quarter where Ben Simmons is, he took zero shots one game and then two shots the next game in the fourth quarter. And like like the Sixers, I mean, the Sixers had the heat, the Hawks in that series multiple times, and they just could not put the nail. Well, in the then you have then them. you have the uh, what? Then you have Trey Young, or whatever, and that's in that last game. What he was like, absolutely terrible, like the first three quarters of that last game. But what do you keep doing? He just kept shooting because it, it, like a certain or he gives it, it, or he gives it up, or he gives that, the ball to the person he, who's hot. He shot, dude. He shot like over twenty times, and it wasn't falling in. But it's just like at a certain point, it doesn't matter. Like like. Your like your LeBrons, your Kobe's, your your Jordans, whatever they could have the worst game of all time, but in the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter how bad they were up until then, they're still gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna hit this game winner. Shoot or shoot. And the thing that I'll say about Ben Simmons, like before we move on to our, to our next uh, topic, uh, is that if if people are criticizing you and they think that you're possibly shooting with your with the wrong hand. He's he shoots left-handed, but they think he'd be better off shooting with the other hand at yeah, this point in his career. Yeah, you're it's oh you're it's over. You're not an, you no longer an all-star. You're no longer you're a role player. You're a role player. How like, uh, yeah? How imagine that? Like think about that for any other sport. Like <laughs> oh man, this quarterback should be throwing with his left. <laughs> or like oh this batter dude, why why is he? Throwing uh, why are right? you a righty? I was, I was batting left-handed this whole time, huh? Who would have yeah. thought? Hey, there goes a home run. Wait, your mitt's supposed to go on what hand? <laughs> yeah, at that point, it is not just like some first take circle jerk bullshit. Like th- this is legitimate. You got you got armchair people like arguing that you are using the wrong hand, and you're a 24 year old man. Like, come on. It's a bad look for Australians coming out. Yeah, of, uh, and he's not. 
I don't think he's going to be on the Olympic team, he said. Yeah, he said no. And, like, that's weird because, like, Australia usually has a pretty good international team, so. Well, and, and I know, like, this kind of, this doesn't really have to do with his, like, it kind of does a hand in hand, but, like, he's been known for being, like, a big gamer. I think he streams and all that, but, like, if you are. Oh, man. If you are Those a. Those kids are ruthless. If you're an athlete and you, like, are performing like this and you're, like, spending your off time like i know you can like you're a grown man you can do whatever you want he's but you're spending part of the, time. he's part of the phase clan with Ky- kyler murray like so, if you're if you're spending your off time that like if you give that performance in the eastern conference uh quarterfinals or whatever and you give that performance and people are like seeing you like spend your off time uh playing you know call of duty or whatever like not a good look not a good Dude. look at all I, we're, I'm a little worried. I mean, he'll still be baller, but I'm staying away from K1 this this fantasy football because he, dude, like, watch. If they have a Sunday uh, afternoon game, dude, Kyler Murray's playing uh, Warzone or Madden or some shit at night, and he's streaming it, like, that night. That's so like, weird. Yeah, like, they, dude, he's all about – he's in the phase clan, so he got, he got signed to a team. It was in Sports Center, and the NFL tweeted it too, and I'm like – I don't know if I'd like like obviously it's different because it's gaming right because like it's not like like you're not gonna let Kyler Murray like join a like AAU basketball team right because you're just like dude he's you're not buying a motorcycle well yeah yeah you're just like dude you're not gonna be like getting hurt but like I'm like again it is in that same vein like I don't care what you do like I don't care what you do as a hobby or whatever but I just really honestly like do we not I'd be like do we not pay you enough or like what's going on yeah like, at least know? like you can do that is it, like I understand like the people like have other hobbies than just going out there and you know playing football or basketball but it's but, a like, competitive like thing yeah like and when you make it visible too like you're like if I can see you not you know in my head I'm picturing all you do is eat sleep you know breathe I mean, with, football with or the basketball Simmons, with the Simmons the Simmons thing, like, maybe it's just my, and, like, obviously none of us have ever been D1 athletes, let alone be first-round draft picks. And then I, I would have, but I had this bum shoulder, you know. Yeah, there's my knees, yeah. man. My knees. But be good enough. Be, be, be good enough to do that. Like, we don't we don't hate on, like, like Bra- we don't hate on Brady and Rodgers doing that golf thing because. No, but, Brady like, with Simmons, with Simmons, like, maybe you, you, you wouldn't want some revenge to go out like on the Olympic team and like try to win a medal or gold medal and be like, do you know what? I can play. Like, fuck you. Like, I think he or, took it. Or do you think, he, or do you think he, he's that self shocked right he, now? He, I think he took it as like, like it would be the opposite of what you're thinking. Like people would be pissed that he was doing that because everyone's like, get your ass in the gym and start fucking shooting but like, now. Like that's like the next highest level of that's, competitive with, basketball outside. Like they always you know say, what? like if you don't win an NBA title, you got to win at least an Olympic gold medal. Go in, go in. And I agree with you. Get, get your feet wet, get your feet wet. At, like don't even, or like, I mean, don't even get out of the pool, man. Like just get, play as much basketball as you possibly can. And this isn't even like, that's the thing. It's, it doesn't even seem, besides your free throws, it doesn't seem like it's your ability to shoot. It's the fact that you won't shoot. So let me see you be, because obviously I would assume goes to Australia. He's the number one on that team, so he has. To I don't even know. If he, I don't. Shots. I don't know if he would be the number one. Like, like I said, Australia is usually a pretty good I, I'm just saying, international you, team. Like, go, you go in there saying I am, and you show yeah. something of the world like, wrong. Before you know it, like maybe Get you're in like a horse, gold medal, right? like you're in a gold medal game against the United States, and you're like, okay, let's do this. You know, I can show think, you yeah. guys up. 
but like maybe his confidence is that shot right now. I don't know. The other way where he, I think he wants to one get out of the limelight and two wants to act like he's going to get back and get. Yeah, I mean it was bad. It was bad. He just wants to get on and know where he's dropping and playing some Warzone. He doesn't care about getting better. He just he's like I don't. I just want to, you know, go back there to my was, TV. Uh, I, I was looking at, I guess, our NBA has been fantastic. Oh, my God. And oh, so there was, I can't a, imagine. Dude, there was, a, there was a thing. And now it happened years ago when Trey Young wasn't even on the team. But I forgot. Ben Simmons is, like, really – I think he's I think he's really good friends with, like – I think it's Dame Lillard. I think it's Damian Lillard. Uh, I, but I, I, I might be wrong. I think it's, it's somebody. I don't even think it's someone as good as Lillard. But he was playing Warzone with them, like, the night before a, a game, like, a couple years ago. And Ben Simmons wasn't playing the Hawks the next day. But Ben Simmons' buddy was just like – and he was just like – uh, like so, Ben Simmons is like on his stream, going, "Dude, come on, play, man, just play tonight. Play the pl- play Warzone with me. It's only you're only playing the Hawks tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal." I'm like, "Man, that does oh, not look good. <laughs> not a good look, Ben." If they're, they're like he has he definitely has the yips. I wouldn't be surprised if like the NBA like they're gonna change. Like, oh man, dude, he's got a case of the Simmons. He's got a case of the Simmons. He's, he's done. He's out. Man, I, would, I mean, that's what I'm I, saying. Like, do you, can you like, imagine John you Lester imagine. never learned how to throw to first base? Like, does this guy, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, does this guy ever get? I mean, Lester got better with the Cubs, but no, I, I, I'm just saying, but like, that's what I'm saying. That I think that is this, the, I, and we've kind of already answered it. So I guess it's just circle. Do you think, do you think if he would have, let's say, he joined the Olympic team for Australia and he fucked up there, like, and cost his country, like, a chance to medal? At least, let's say at least a bronze. At least a bronze, or maybe he fucked up in the in the gold medal match. I think the best. Like, how case bad scenario, do you think that would have been for him? Best like, case you think scenario, that would like crushed him? Your best case scenario for him right now. I mean, he's at an all time low, so I, I I don't see. A so maybe then he needed. Then maybe him not playing in the Olympics is. I think it's the absolutely move. the the smart move is to act like you're gonna be putting in work and like you should no, you should not be visible to anybody everyone should just think you i mean not even that we should think that you live in the gym but that's where you should be like you should yeah. be like he should not at least a couple months from now i, yeah, I mean you, you think a bunch even. of 12 12 year old and 15 year olds are gonna like not let him have it I don't, think, they're, they're I, don't think, I don't think he should stream Instagram live anything until he's in the playoffs again. I would either. I don't, really, I don't know. All right, Ken, what's our next topic? So kind of, kind of going hand in hand with kind of what we were talking about with Ben Simmons in the Olympics. The Olympics are actually coming up. Did you know? They're a month they're, away. Yeah. They're on, they're on the way. So what are your, what are your takes on the Olympics? Are you excited for the Olympics? Are you excited for any certain events? Are you kind of just whatever about the Olympics. What what are your what are your takes on these summer games coming up in Tokyo? Big big fan of triple jump because I did that in high school, so I'll be I'll be looking into that and the field events. Gotta love the guys throwing the the shot put and the discus and you know stuff like that. But you better believe that like since we've already been talking about it, the one thing I don't really like in the Olympics besides like the random sports. Not a big fan of like the sports where the top talent isn't there. So like you know your baseballs, your basketball, stuff like that. Like if it's not like the top talent, like I don't really like. I'm not very interested in it. You know, like you know, like yeah. baseball, baseball. Like yeah, I oh, get prospects. it. Have, I get that they have the age and like with soccer in it and stuff. And I get that it's the age 
thing, but I'm like, this to me, that's just so stupid. I feel like that. Well, the- soccer, soccer announced their team today, and the U.S. team is bringing like three of their big studs. Like they're going to well, they have because all of, our, Morgan, all of our big studs are young right now. Well, so. no, they're still having Carly Lloyd, um, Alex Morgan, and Megan Rapino on the oh, U.S. I thought, you talk- I thought you were talking about the men. Well, they're never going to win anything, so stop. The men, are, the men are looking good. Are you kidding me? I, I, I will, I will believe when I say it. I think we, I think we'll win the gold cup. How are they going to do? How are they going to do in the world cup or the Olympics? Well, gold cups up this year, and I think we already just beat Mexico. I mean, we, I, I mean, dude. We I, I'll believe it when I say it. I'll believe it when I say it. We have some um, absolute stuff. I'll, I, you know, they keep saying that every year. The, the thing is that every year. year, think about this every year. Okay. Uh, radio um so uh, you think that the one of the things that we have that we've never had is one we have a coach who we've outsourced and then two all of our top guys have been outsourced to europe so it's not this oh these guys are good because they're playing the mls we've realized that that is not the key to success well yeah because the mls is where european players yeah but like still like you know like, you know, Clint Dempsey wasn't playing in, you know, Europe and all this. So, I, dude, like, we, we have some studs that are, like, not just moved over to Europe to play now. They've, like, moved over to Europe when they're 18, 19, 20 years old and they're playing. So, they're playing the big time and, and we have some good guys. I mean, um, an American just won the Champions League. So. Well, and this is the first time that, like. That's only like- one. That's only one player. Well, no, here, here's the thing. I, I don't want to make this too soccer, soccer involved, but I feel like before when, when Jack, when you said that, oh, yeah, the American, Americans have been saying that they got the next coming up, but that's like they had like one guy playing in in uh, the Premier League for like a team that finished like 18th in the table. Well, yeah, they, they realized that you need to go to Europe or you need to go into South America but, and like actually face quality opponents. But there's, there's a lot of like multiple of the trains back, baby. The, uh, oh, yeah, a, here we go. There's a lot of talent. In, He's really laying down the horn this one. This guy is really... Trains, trains always like, just throw, that, throw it on there. And you live right next... You're closer to the train than I am. I could probably... Yeah, if I could throw a rock and hit a train if it was going by, if I was outside. But the thing with the, Amer- the American soccer players, they have a lot of guys who are playing for the best teams in like the top divisions in their country. They have, we have a guy playing for Barcelona, for uh, Juventus. Chelsea, there's like they're not just going to some random teams in Europe and playing like mid table or mid table club. They're they're I wouldn't be surprised, you know, they might not win the World Cup, but they're not gonna be knocked out in the stage. They have a chance to compete. No, and no, and like what when was the last World Cup? Well, we won't with with this with this squad, we won't we won't be knocked out of the first round. The goal, well, uh, what was uh, like? What was it? 2011 or 2010? And then we're like, gonna get better in the four years after, dude. We're gonna be. We're gonna, we're gonna we're, be good. We're coming up. That's we're coming stuff, up. That's. I mean, a lot of things can happen then, and like. I'm not are saying you still holy on moly, pace to beat like, like we're gonna Germany? win. Are you still yeah. on pace to beat like Portugal and Spain? Got it. I think you're misinterpreting me in the sense of one. I'm talking about first. I thought Gold Cup. Gold Cup doesn't include any of those European teams. And then two, World Cup. I think we're going to be good in comparison to what we've been, and we haven't done anything. And I think we're going to be past well, no, the first like, round. Well, I think we're going to be. I think. I think. 
and then maybe not the first time we play with these guys, but then four years down the road after, we're in a position where these guys can be in the round of 16 and and, and no one's going to count them out. I mean, 2010 was their best year, right? Like, they tied England. They are able to get out of the, the group round. 2014 was kind of a dud year for them. They didn't, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even qualify in 2018, right, no. for the World Cup. So that's an embarrassment. Yeah, that was the that that was like the older guy, like the Landon Donovan, like those older guys were on, like that was like their last, you know, hurrah yeah. with and these now, young guys. And now the it's a transition. These young guys, yeah. I mean, had an American, we'll see. I mean, an American coach too, which is just. I mean, I mean, you. But to be fair, you keep hearing, "Oh, we're on the way up. We're on the way up." And but at the same time, like Europeans and we weren't though. Like we weren't, we were. That's we fine, studied, but other countries are still develop. Other countries are still developing players. They're still going to Europe too. They're still playing in just as good as leagues as we are, right? But here's the thing: they start their kids playing soccer way younger than we do, right? Yeah. And they stick to one sport. Christian United Pulisic, States. Christian Pulisic went to Europe when he was 14. Cool. Those kids were already playing soccer at like competitive leagues, and when they're ten, like come on, like and how many, I'll believe how many, it. And how, and how many NBA players, good NBA players, like didn't end up doing anything and getting into like sports until they were like twelve, thirteen, fourteen? Dude, trust me, you don't have to grab them. That NBA, young. NBA is way different. Come on now, if you have height and if you can and you, if you can move, come on. Uh, Tim Anderson just started playing baseball like when he was in. Like yeah. in high school, I, so I it's think, like, it, I think it, that I think that some of the I think you're out like outsourcing some of the athletes, and especially once. So what t- what what countries other compete in the world in the Gold Cup? Everyone in North America. So you're not even facing South America teams. North America, so North America and, so- and Central America, yeah. So you're not facing South American teams. No. So you're not facing Argentina. You're not facing Brazil. You're not facing Colombia. Mm-mm. Okay. And then you're not yeah, facing you guys, your... But you, but you still got some... I mean, dude, you still got some good teams, man. Panama, Costa Rica, Jamaica. Mexico. Mexico. And we just beat Mexico, so... I mean, they always play Mexico tough. They always play Mexico tough. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's on. we're on the up and up, man. All right, Jack, I, I, we kind of got a little soccer side talk there, but I'm sure that you're excited for the, the Olympics, particularly, yeah, I mean, particularly I, wrestling. Wrestling, they have a... It's going to be weird. It's a, another... Um, their, their poster boy of the United States is not in it this year, Jordan Burroughs. He did not make the Olympic team. Um, they're a lot younger this year. Um, only one of them will get seeded, it looks like. Um, and that's because like you have to qualify for past Olympics and stuff like that and how well you do. Um, but I'm interested to see Simone Biles. I mean, she might be the most dominant athlete right now um, that – that two-minute slow-motion video of her doing that flip was insane. Um, track is always interesting. I saw that that Allison Felix lady, she qualified for her fifth Olympics. Yeah. That's insane. That's awesome. Um, in what, like a 200 or 100-meter uh, race? And I, and I heard she just had a kid, too. Like, come on. That's nuts. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think... I, I do feel bad. I, I, I think what's, what sucks about the Olympics is, like, it is every four years not having it last year. You know, especially if you're, like, a sport, like, let's say, like, wrestling or gymnastics, where, you know, younger people are always coming up to take your spot. And, like, your your time on the shelf is not as long as certain sports are just because of the nature of the business. So 
you know, is does the age hurt you a little bit, like getting older? Um, how do we athletes keep in shape because of, of COVID? So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for, for me, like, I, I, like, I enjoy the Olympics. I think I enjoy the Winter Olympics slightly better than the Summer Olympics, just purely based off of watching events or, uh, I guess, sport, sports or events that, like, I don't normally see. Like, I think it's cooler to watch. Uh, you know, sledding or uh, skeleton or things like that compared to like just track. But I, I, I really enjoy kind of just having. I will say to this: watch. the Winter Olympics, they do a good job with their pro athletes, like with hockey. Like they do that two week break, and like mm-hmm. all the hockey players like will play for their national team. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yes, but for, for me, things I'm looking forward to: basketball. I think that's you know, even though like the you know USA is always expected to win, it's still fun to watch. Especially, you get to l- watch a little bit of like you know beating up on like a small country that you know they're going to lose. Then you get you know good competition because the rules are a little bit different. The referees kind of ref differently than they do in the NBA, so it's kind of like get Zach a little Levine's bit of on it this there. year. Zach Levine's on. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, just some other things that I enjoy watching: uh, badminton. So I, I really have come to appreciate badminton uh, since the wife played badminton she she went to state for badminton so i got to under really appreciate how difficult and complex it is and it's actually like pretty entertaining to watch these like five foot two like men and women just hit a a shuttlecock like 100 miles per hour back and forth uh (laughs) (laughs) sorry was it shuttlecock did that get you it was it was (laughs) big shuttlecock with feathers hanging out of it um, and then beach volleyball is a good one to watch too, but yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to having, you know, beach volleyball. beach volleyball is pretty cool. It's always good to have on in the yeah. background. You can always turn it on, like whether, whatever time of day it is, turn something on, get the, either the replay or just watch it. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the Olympics. And if you don't have anything else you want to discuss is are we ready to get into just our power rankings. Going. All right. So kind of going off with that Olympic flavor we were just talking about, we're going to power rank the Olympic events that we'd most like to see an actual bear compete in. We're going to go three, two, one, which events we would most like to see an actual bear compete in, in the Olympics. So Jackson, do you want to go first? What's your number three? I'm going to go a 200 yard meter dash. Um, I'm not going to go four because I think the bear would get distracted. Bears can move, man. They're, they're faster than humans. I think if you keep it, it's got to be like a 200, like a 100, it's too, it's too short. Allow the bear to build up some speed. You know, maybe have like a string ahead of it with like a piece of fish on it so it has to keep running. Um, but yeah, I think a, that'd be awesome. There you go, 200 meter dash. I would love to see that. Just put the, yeah, put that stick in front of him with the salmon and watch that bear go. Yeah, watch him go. You got <laughs> And you got to make it fair to him. Like, you got to make it fair. Tim, number three. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, beat up some Russians a little bit of boxing. Ooh. Just see that, you know, don't even need gloves there, man. <laughs> just boom, done. And just, you know, everyone thinks it'd be a nice little fun little thing. Nah, one swipe, done. One, one, one punch knockout. Yeah, the, the Russians would have this fighter that they're hyping up that could take out bears. Just easy knockout. Five seconds in, done. Done. Bears win. So my, my number three, I kind of did like two like ones like that for that would be, you know, good good competition for a bear, and then just one 
silly one that I wanted to do to see a bear compete in. And that's my number three is the silly one, which is rhythmic gymnastics. I think that oh, that'd be a great one. That'd be a great one. A bear prance around with some ribbons tied to him to some music. We just, I, I, you couldn't not watch that. So, you know, I think the, bear, the sloth, the sloth bear would do well there. The sloth bear, the sun bear, possibly. Yeah. You know, it's more yeah, of a going to do well there. Agile bear, maybe even a panda bear. And uh, it'd just be majestic, you know? So I'm going to go with rhythmic gymnastics, you know, just pick a song. Obviously it has to have some sort of bear theme to it, but yeah, rhythmic gymnastics is my number three. Jack, what do you got for number two? Um, Another majestic one, diving. Um, obviously the bear doesn't know how to dive. <laughs> <laughs> that visual just hit. Um, and I think them climbing up a 15 foot ladder might also be a logistical nightmare. Um, so seeing like eight people trying to lift this thing up to get on the ladder, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't bring in a crane or anything. They would. He has to. No, they have to lift them up. They have to lift them up. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're gonna do it, or maybe they're gonna have to put it on. If we, it'll get up that ladder. They're putting it out like on a ramp, so he can waddle his ass up there. But it's gotta be like a panda bear, and like obviously. They're not going to dive, but the splash would just be awesome. <laughs> All right, Tim, what do you got for your number two? I went with like a high hurdles race just to just see them barreling through those <laughs> hurdles while everyone's trying to keep, keep up and just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just And I, you know, see a bear jump potentially over those hurdles. Kind of cool. I haven't seen yeah. that. Oh, they're not jumping. They're not jumping. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just to see if they could, you know. Just running through the finish like line. It running through the finish line with like six hurdles attached to the bear. That'd be, that'd be a hot, that'd be a hot watch for sure. Uh, my number two, uh, this one's a little bit more, more serious. I went with wrestling, you know, wrestling, got to wrestle. I want to see a bear wrestle, you know, an, an Iranian guy, a Ukrainian yeah. guy, a Russian guy, just really. And obviously this is The bears should be playing or representing team team USA in my uh, visualization, but just good old fashioned bear wrestling is my number two pick for the event that I want to watch a bear compete in. Jack, what's your number one event? Well, it's, it's wrestling, and Olympic wrestling is broken down into two styles, so Greco and freestyle. And Greco wrestling, you can't touch the legs, so you can't score points off of it. So I think it's got to be Greco because, kind of like what Tim said with boxing, is like you got to go upper body, and I would love to see like an Iranian in, or a Russian, which... I, I ran the United States and Russia are the three best countries with wrestling, but no one's going to go upper body with a bear, right? So the bear is just going to lay on them and crush them or take their head off and crush them. So yeah, it's got to be Greco. Um, Cause if they can't touch the bear's legs, right. And if the bear is already nine feet tall, he's going to have leverage on them. So yeah, the bear is going to be the gold medal winner for the United States in wrestling. Love, love to see it. I, I hope it happens soon. He's got to get his weight. He's got to get his weight down now. Yeah, got He's got to be. Uh, he got that. Bear's got to put on a trash bag and start hitting. Yeah, the, uh, he's got to. He's got to put a dip in too. Get that weight down. <laughs> Tim, number one. Um. Well, the, my first one is kind of a horror movie because once it happens, you got to shut the whole Olympics down because you got to start thinking about the world ending at that point, and that's shooting. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> he killed that pair of guns. <laughs> Everyone loses. There ain't no gold medals anymore. Everyone's out. Everyone's done. The whole world's gone. They're gonna, they're gonna take start, over. Start bowing down. So there you You're go. You're telling me they have claws that was, and that, music on? That was my runner-up. Was the shooting? <laughs> if gorillas weren't dead already, if they faced off, oh, the extinct, extinct. <laughs> Just done. All right, so originally when I wrote my uh, little notes down, I had rugby as my number one. Just because That'd be a good I, one. Just they're because... not going to get tackled. Any physical sport, they're going to dominate. They're going to win every sport. <laughs> I mean, it's so not diving. I, I do for think, a country. So I do think this, though. So I did some research, and there's a lot of subspecies on the Eurasian brown, like on, on brown bears. Like there's different subspecies. So I would, I think it would be pretty cool. Like, let's say it's the Greco wrestling championship for the gold medal and the Russians send send out the Eurasian brown bear, which are found in like Southern parts of Russia. And the United States sends out the Kodiak bear for the gold medal. Oh, I'm, I'm throwing so much money at Vegas for that match. That This needs to happen. And uh, brown so- bears are also found in parts of Iran so if Iran, Russia, and the United States want to get you know competitive, find your bears, start training them, and then we can just, get a whole tournament. I think this is just dog fighting, but on a bigger <laughs> scale. But so uh, originally I had rugby as my number one because obviously, you know, I, it's the closest that thing I would get to see to like bears playing in a football game. But then I was kind of going through the list of Olympic events, and I just saw this one, and it stood out to me, and it needed to needs to be done somehow, some way, and that is equestrian horse riding. And if you don't know what that is, that is when they do the horses, like, prance to music, and they do, like, little <laughs> giddy-up steps. So if you can put uh, some sort of bear on top of a horse, that would just be uh, just must-see TV. And then if you add the shooting aspect to it... If it's we, like if the Lone Ranger. If we were dead with just normal bears in their claws, and then they figured out how to use a gun, and then they figured out how to ride a horse, I, I there would the human race would go extinct, let alone gorillas. So no amount, no, no amount of firepower, or air force, or anything is going to help you at that point. So I, I'm just hoping that and you can't fight them. You can't fight them because they're gonna they're gonna beat you. So I, I, my my kind of thing that I'm hoping kind of gets put out into the universe. If anyone hears this out there. Is that when the when the Bears move to Arlington Heights and they build their stadium, they're gonna host the first ever Bear Olympics there that'll include all of the events we just listed. The problem if they're gonna ride horses, they're gonna eat the horse eventually. Well, yeah. Well, they'll be like one of those things that they'll they'll use them until they don't need to anymore, and then that's when they'll eat them. Yeah. They'll yeah. get what they'll get what they need out of them before they. Yeah, just... and then they'll eat them. Yeah. Well, if you get if you get a horse to spit on a gorilla, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I think the bear then will understand the horse, and they'll understand each other and go, "Okay, hey, we have an understanding here." And then he eats the horse. <laughs> It'll basically be like the a newer and more like powerful ver- powerful version of like that bird that eats the like bugs off of hippos, but it'll be like the you'll see bears mm-hmm. riding horses. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Bear Olympics, Arlington Heights, the new. Oh, I'm 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 buying I'm buying my ticket. I think I I'm gonna be the first one to buy a ticket. I'm gonna stand outside Arlington Heights racetrack, even if it doesn't happen. Bears, 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 bears. I think that's I think that's the most logical point to to end the podcast today is ending with a, a 
future Bear Olympics in the works. But uh, Jackson, Tim, do you have anything you want to sign off with as we end episode four? Yeah, we got to start recruiting Bears to be on our wrestling team to beat Iran and Russia. So we got to start going in the Smokies and Montana and Alaska and start getting these Bears out of there. Giving them all the PEDs we can, they can feed them. Yeah, yeah. Sons, uh, sons and Ford, DeAndre uh, Ayton's cousin is a bear, so he'll will be that all right. A big, that guy's a big guy, yeah. All right, with that, we'll sign off with episode four of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Once again, you can find us on any of your podcasting hosting sites like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bear Olympics in the works. Sons and four. See you guys later. Right, bye, guys. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!